Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of Salty Popcorn Reviews. That's the show you're listening to. It's on the network called Content Candy. It's nom nom for your ears. Please support us by going to patreon.com backslash video drew. Enjoy all the content because there's a lot of it. Or there will be. You know what I mean. Enjoy. Hey everyone. Hey guys. We're back with yeah. another movie review of Salty Popcorn. Salty Popcorn Reviews. That's what it is. There we go. Yeah, this time we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We used to be in love. Yeah, she was my girlfriend, only she doesn't remember it because it wasn't her. Because her dad threw her off a magic cliff and she died, and then I lost my temper and nearly destroyed half the universe. And she came back out of the past. There she is. Everyone else who died in the past stayed dead. Not her. Why? Was it the magic cliff? I don't know. That's some freaking Infinity Stone scientist. And some dumbass Earth dude who met a girl, fell in love. That girl died. And then came back a total dick. Yes, this is uh, Drew Grant, by the way. With me, as always, is Eric Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nerd Chronic. Nerd Chronic. And, and Video Drew. Um, I was a day late to this movie, or two days late for this movie. Uh, I know you saw it and Only a day late, I guess. Like, technically, it's a yeah, Friday release. You know, they put them out early. Yep. Thursday, yeah. So you saw it. Uh, did you see all three in theaters? Like, with that big trilogy no, they did? No. Over I, uh, yeah, I went to the uh, marathon screening, but I only showed up for the last film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not sit through all three films. Hey, look, whatever works for you. I think we did watch all three films, though, in the past two weeks. No, uh, we did, yeah, because we went through, We uh, just over the last several weeks, we just watched uh, the previous Gardens films. We watched uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame because they're in that too. And oh yeah, then, we did the whole saga. Yeah. And then we watched the holiday special. Uh, and- we did not watch Thor Love and Thunder, which also has... Oh, it also has it. So we're incomplete. So we, we, we messed up. We didn't finish the whole journey. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, we, we did not get it. And I still feel like I'm missing something. And, and by the way, spoilers for this movie. Uh, I do feel like I'm still missing something about what happened with Gamora. Like, in this in between between Endgame and did we just miss something no, narratively? No we, no, we didn't. We didn't. Like, which is it? Just I, I know it's like a little like kind of weird. the way they frame it in the movie is like a little weird. Uh, but we know we didn't miss anything. We're we're caught up with like everything that was that was there. Yeah, it, it wasn't just this movie. The two though is like the uh, holiday special and the. Um, uh, Thor Love and Thunder it made me think that like I'd missed uh, like an important thing about what happened like they we they were all on the same page about what happened to Gamora like after Endgame but like I had not been clued in yet no yeah I guess it's, it's a little weird we'll get into it though yeah let's get uh, into it so uh, just a uh, really quick spoiler free before we get into like all yeah. the, the nitty gritty um uh yeah what'd you think what'd you think did you like you like it do you i mean think? spoiler free version did yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yeah. I really I really liked it. I cried a lot. But I came in th- thinking I was going to cry a lot. Um, it is, it's, it's a hard movie in some ways, but it's, it's a really, uh, I think it's probably like his, probably his deepest film. It feels like maybe he, uh, James Gunn has, you know, dealt with some, some loss in between some of these films. Yeah. Um, it definitely feels like it's dealing with loss as a major theme. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. What about you? What did you think of Guardians Volume Three? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I I really really enjoyed it. I think it might be my favorite of the three. Oh, it's definitely my favorite of the three. Yeah, I think it has uh, again just broad strokes. I think it has like probably the best third act of the three, which is it's like it finishes strong in a way that like I enjoy the third act of the first film, but like I feel like it's a little 
loose in some areas and like i really don't enjoy the third act of like uh volume two i mean in general these marvel films have all been set up the mc films have all been set up to be like the next installment or like you know something you know kind of leave you on a cliffhanger whereas this movie had a resolution to it that felt very much like james gunn saying goodbye to the mcu that's true yeah and that's, um, a, that's an achievement in itself it's like i think it is hard to kind of uh uh, to get that sort of resolution in this sort of like long lasting uh, franchise where like mm-hmm. forward momentum continuity is like the main thing that we always have to kind of like depend upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, yeah, I also felt like it is almost antithetical to the idea of, of comic books and, or like the comics in general, or especially Marvel comics, maybe in DC comics on these long lasting series, the way that this movie sort of like had them mature and grow and come to a sort of like a, like a sort of, adult decision making that i feel like is almost antithetical to the yeah. to how comic books work in general yeah. It, it, yeah it is and it isn't in a way so like um yeah we both enjoyed it let's get we both enjoyed it, it. Yeah, and i i almost enjoyed it more because it did not seem like the end of a marvel movie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's get into it i guess let's get into spoilers so spoiler story now mm-hmm. um because what you're saying though is that you know like yes they all decide in various ways that they're splitting up the team to go their own separate ways, uh, you know, however, like, Peter's going to go back to Earth, Mantis is going to go find her herself, stuff like that. But, like, and you're saying it's antithetical to, like, comics. What I, th- I want to say, though, is that what I feel like is it is antithetical to comics in the way of, like, yes, like, the kind of growth and, like, finalization of, like, these characters. But, like, it is sort of, like, comic booky in a way where like this feels like the end of, like, a deliberate end of a run where, like, yes. th- that happens in comics all the time where authors end their run on these characters and they write like okay here's like my final you know pen on this thing and like they're gonna like you know end here and like then the obviously the characters are going to go on but they're going to split up the team's going to re, you know reshuffle we'll have a new guardians or fantastic four team or whatever moving forward for the next run of people um so yeah that's kind of like what i think yeah i mean i i agree with you i think what i meant by that is more that no one died in the process of that decision making <laughs> right. happening usually that those things as far as i know uh on on the ending of a lot of these notes is usually some there's a big tragedy that takes place that makes them split up yeah. um some big grief thing a civil war uh or like a you know even the run of i'm trying to think of like the exact one i'm thinking of but you know like it's usually a big death a big yeah. traumatic death that causes the group to split up and yeah. decides to go their separate ways and this movie almost like in a way that i felt was very like deliberate was anti it was anti that big death, that big yeah. death that they were kind of teasing out almost. It was a subversion of the idea that this was going to end with one of us losing one of our major characters yeah. or any characters. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. That's, that's the ultimate twist is like, yeah, no one on the team dies. Uh, Nobody, no, yeah. no, no one, no body, uh, no, 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 no one, human. Yeah, no one big in the film really dies. No one, no one dies in, yeah. over the course of the film uh, yeah. besides the bad guy. I think the, I don't, I don't even I know. know if, I, I, they, I mean, they don't deliberately kill him. I think they might leave him to die on the ship when it blows up, but like, I don't, know. But, but I don't they, they, they don't, we don't see them deliberately kill him. So like, whatever, like he can, yeah, they the, deliberately don't kill him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they say he, he'll survive, whatever. I think the, the biggest death in it is just Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah, like that I think that's the only character that we, that, oh, we, that we, that we knew previously who comes in and dies in this one. Oh yeah. RIP Elizabeth Debicki, but, uh, rise of the warlock. Love that guy. Lua <laughs> Poulter doing, finally getting to do, I think either his normal British voice or just a posh version of what his British accent is. Yeah. It almost sounded like fake. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you were yeah. like, wait, he does. He's well, not British. Because I never, yeah, I never heard him use it in a film. I, I believe, you know, in hindsight now, I, I do think I heard him say use it in like an interview and stuff like that. But yeah, he's never used it in a film, as far as I know, like as, as far as I've seen. Uh, but yeah, it's like you know what you're saying though with like Bill Poulter and Adam Warlock. Like, yeah, I, I, the thing is, I like Will Poulter. I like the fun they have with Adam Warlock, but 
Um, I do feel like uh, that they James Gunn kind of had his hands tied with, with it. Like I, I mean, feel like yeah, they yeah, it would be bigger. I, yeah, I almost felt like yes, like at the end of Volume Two, like Marvel was almost like, hey, like you have to introduce like Adam Warlock. Like you had to like tease him and you sort of use him for the future for the next film. Cut to six years later, we're here. He has to be in the film, and I really felt like they just didn't really know what to do with him for most really? of, most of it. Like because because well, you came to the same conclusion I did watching the the first two times, which is that when Elizabeth Debicki dies, you're like, oh, this is the switch. This is where he's gonna flip the switch, start helping the team, becomes one of them, you know. But like he does, he just doesn't. Like they just do another like two or three like exchanges of him like trying to kill him. He gets knocked out. They bring him back. He gets he, knocked he, out again. They like, should have called him Chumba Wumba. Yeah, yeah. He gets he knocked down. He gets back up again. But uh, two or three switches. But again, I think it's clear as soon as he starts bonding with the animal of the Ravager, that little sidekick thing, mm -hmm. that he is now a good guy. Like, yeah, we've yeah. now moved him to the good guy team. It's just a matter of how we're going to get him there. Yeah. And you're right. He's slower than most, but I think that's because he in a theme that is hit upon over and over in this movie in a very funny various ways is like how little respect you can feel from your coworkers slash whatever. Like he's one of the dumb ones. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. one of like, oh, every family has one of those or every yeah. team has one of those. Yeah. He's because he's a child, he's newly born and was hatched too early from his egg. Yeah. Uh, he's like, there's like a newness to him to yeah. the world. So his understanding of why his mother died, even though it was the fault of the, the what they call him, the Supreme? No, the... The High Evolutionary. High Evolutionary. But they also call him, what did the rocket call him when they were, it's like Signal. Oh, Sire. Sire. Yeah, so yeah. 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 By the way, that guy from uh, Peacemaker, his Ch name is... Chiguri Wuji. He's amazing. Yeah. He's really, he's doing his best, I feel like Tim Curry... <laughs> yeah. uh, in this movie like it's but it's not over the top like there were parts of it where I was like really surprised by how humane his or like not humane uh, human his performance was I thought he was supposed to be almost like a celestial level like above it all but he had a lot of emotions like he had a yeah. lot of emotional range that he showed in this and I thought it was like he was way more not empathetic but way more human than I thought he was is he is he a human Oh, no, I guess he's like supposed to be like a sort of, uh, I, I forgot what exactly his like quote unquote race would be like in the comics. But mm -hmm. like, I think he's supposed to be some, something more ascended, kind of like a Jeff Goldblum, Grandmaster type, like collector type thing, you know. I um, love, I love the turn, like his crew turning on him like that. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's, he's really great. I mean, he gave a great performance. Like the performance is like, he, he teeters on the edge of like, he, where yes, he has like that kind of like, you know, really reserved sort of fire in him but then he like you know lashes out and he bursts like at certain points um yeah like it, it's it, it's an interesting way to take the character and i think like what he did with it was really interesting just watching it like for the third time with you i kind of like thought third because i watched it the first time with the midnight screening the second time with zach and then that oh was my god my third time I you. you've seen this movie three times <laughs> this is my three time third time now um, third time's charm but uh mm -hmm. yeah was, uh, watching it a third time i kind of almost thought like it would be interesting to have seen like not to typecast him once again but someone like john carlos Esposito in a role like this just because john carlo also has like that sort of like yes yeah, like that sort of really pleasing demeanor where you can feel like oh like this is like a really charming man but then like underneath that he can flip the switch and be like this like really you know mo like vicious monster just boiling underneath the surface aha that's interesting because that that's actually the exact inverse of what i was saying like thinking his range is gonna be which is that i thought he needed to be dispassionate 
cold. I don't think of him. He's, he's not. His character is never supposed to be charming. Like he's like a, a scientist or like a, somebody who considers himself above like niceties. Like the yeah. first thing we see him do is not like uh, he's talking to Elizabeth Debicki and he's like holding her mouth open and being like, I'm your master. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I think that's kind of what I wanted more of. Maybe like maybe just more of that in the film as a larger spectrum. If like because like, we see when they go to the orgoscope thing, we see him on TV with like people like praising him. Yeah. And, like he's like smiling and doing stuff like that. I kind of maybe wanted more of that like dynamic of like him having a public face like Gus Fring yeah. and having a private face like, you know, like Gus Fring, like I, Urkel. Yeah, it's, I think I, I hear what you're saying it, here, but yeah. I, I feel like his character is supposed to be like, yeah, this kind of godlike thing where a big also theme of this is like, are you more than the sum of your like creator? Or like, yeah. are you, can you like deviate and, and go against your creator? Yeah. And so in that way, he kind of has to remain sort of this like aloof godlike role. But what I really liked were the moments where you saw him with Rocket um, and he was showing him the new world that yeah. he was building. Yeah, that, they, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, well that was not that was not um, I wouldn't say that that was uh, ambassadorship or like him being glad handy. Like he really genuinely felt like he was excited about this. world. Like he wasn't trying to sell Rocket or any of his people on it. He was this was his goal and he was very joyous and warm and like he really felt like rocket and him like it almost felt like he was holding him on his lap like there was this special connection that i think he did feel with rocket yeah he was he was both envious that he had made something smarter than him yeah that he had created a creature smarter than him and that i think caused him last out which are very human like emotions like yeah. i think like he did intend for rocket to populate that planet rocket and his friends until like rocket found that way to fix the problem that he was having and that caused him to like freak out because yeah yeah and, he was yeah and it's like uh, it's it's this movie that I now realize that James Gunn has some dad issues. <laughs> like it was this, but not Guardians Two. Well, it, it, it was this movie. It, well, dad issues in the sense oh where like I, like it's clearly all about like yes, parenting. Th kind of throughout the whole theme, like right, even like Gamora and Nebula and Thanos and Ego and stuff like that. This is this one. This it, one. This one is is the one that actually finally clicked in my head because I thought it was a, it was a theme, but like having him like be like the. Uh, the villain this one, the way they uh, portray him in this one, made it finally click in my head like, oh, like he is like into dad stuff, dad analogies, dad dynamics. Um, because what it is, like the high evolutionary as a character, the purpose he serves in this movie is that he's essentially an abusive father. He's an abusive father, a creator, a maker. Like they even have like this kind of like uh, sort of um, uh, imagery uh, of him when he comes in during they just say one of his you know treatments they says and he yeah, comes yeah, that in was almost almost like he's drunk like he's a drunk dad who like flipped the switch and he's like uh, he's like smiling he's like trying to be nice but then he grabs him by the scruff and like drags him out starts yelling at him oh i didn't think of, oh that's funny that's funny you got that yeah um, that's like that's kind of how i viewed it is like yeah like he's like the like this like drunk dad mm -hmm. uh like the dad like yeah, treats him very nicely very warmly in one scene uh but then like yes like a, a moment later he uh like flips the switch like he comes in yes like essentially drunk and just like doing that thing where he's like it's like really creepy really unnerving like the way he's like sort of like you know sweet uh, like, like, like approaching him like on, on all fours and like kind of laughing and the next you know, scene he's like yelling at him in his face like angry like how like you are just a stepping stone on my path like you are not more like than what i make you like, when i what i intend for you and it's also like the idea of like maybe like being like being like the you know the unwanted mistake child of a family because like huh. you're just a mistake you know made for so my, my real children can't be you know prosper and stuff like that yeah that's, yeah, that's I mean, it's kind of the themes that i picked up from it well he dedicated this movie to his late father yes who died between uh two and three yeah. right yeah so as much as i feel like he was working out stuff i mean like i yeah. I, I see that read but i yeah. really think yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's like a, a biographical thing it's sort of like ari aster's uh, <laughs> yeah. but i was afraid yeah this is uh you kind of want to make this after your parents have passed maybe yeah um 
what I really believe is uh, that this was not as much about parenting as as Guardians 2 was. That was clearly like, let's work out some father issues. And if anything, I feel like this movie is about the reconciliation of those issues because the end of it is Peter Quill realizing he cannot be an island onto himself and he can't just have like the family that he made for himself that he had that he in as much so that he felt abandoned he had abandoned his grandfather and that he you know so as much as yeah. it was about taking Garden Sue was about like you know dads being absentee dads and like the sort of anger you have towards them it was also about um Guardian Sue is, I mean, Guardian Sue seems to be about realizing as a son, you also have responsibilities and you can't just be the, the child forever being like, I was abandoned and like, you know, running away from, from your family. You mm -hmm. also have to, at some point reconcile that like you left somebody and you did harm. Yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot of, a lot of it about acceptance. Yeah. yeah acceptance, acceptance. And, and things like accepting, um, yes, like what has happened to you, like the trauma that was dealt to you and like where you are now in life because of it. And, the, and, and also, but also Peter accepting that Gamora is gone, you know, like she's gone. Like, you know, the one that they knew is no longer like, you know, what he wants her to be. And like, she like, he has to accept like, this is who she is now. It seemed weird that everyone kept referring to it as her losing her memory. Yeah, so that's, that's but what also we're, understanding that she is not the same person. Like yeah, they keep that's saying, what we're saying. That's that's what we're saying earlier. It's like it's like the way they frame it is like really weird. Yeah, the, the you the really first, don't remember. The first, yeah, the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, they just kept saying like, oh, she just doesn't remember. It's like well, no, she just she. It's not that she doesn't remember. She never developed those experiences to have a memory of like what you're talking about. And Gamora understands it. She goes, "That was some future version of me that yeah. doesn't exist." Yeah, it almost felt like the way they were wording it, like it was just like the best way they could like explain it to maybe audiences who didn't like know it from Endgame or I like, can't remember like exactly what happened. Like, you know, I, I, I could see that if my mom had had to watch this, like she's seen, you've seen Infinity War and Endgame, but like she might forget like exactly what happened to her. Won't so, this like, confuse her when she's like, she lost her but, memory? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like a simple enough like hand wave, like, oh, she just doesn't remember. So, like that's, that's the core issue. That's the thing they're trying to overcome like right now with her. Sure. But then yeah. over the course of the movie, they, they explain it. And they explain even that they understand that it isn't that she lost her memory. And the way that uh, Gamora explains it to him, it's very clear, like, what happened. And then when he explains it to the woman on the elevator, the you, Una? Uda. Uda. That was a great scene. By the way. Yeah. Everything with Uda was great. Yeah. Uh, when he's explaining to this woman that they're kidnapping, like, what's going on, he summarizes in a way that is very much a dig on how they treated his character in Infinity War, which yeah. James Gunn did not get to write, and which he's openly said he's not happy with <laughs> how they treated Peter Quill or, like, how they wrote that character. And that specific scene was him, you know, breaking the... As, the as he says, I lost my temper and destroyed half the universe. Yeah, uh, yeah I just <laughs> lost my temper and destroyed half the universe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was pretty good. And she fell off a cliff and she died and yeah. she came back. She's the she only came, person she the came back, only, the only person from the past that didn't, didn't die. They didn't I don't say know. dead. Uh, he didn't, didn't say, say dead. dead. I don't know what that's about. So it's some Finney Stone science shit. <laughs> yeah, Finney Stone time travel. It was <laughs> perfect. It was very much James Gunn going, yeah, I mean, like that happened, but like, and we have to deal with it. Yeah, but, like, well, that happened. Not <laughs> you know what's so funny? There's not one. Oh, well, that happened. Oh yeah, I just realized that there's not. A, but it's in it's in the trailer, one of the TV spots of Dragon saying, "Well, that happened." Like, oh no, no, wasn't that the Dungeons it, and Dragons trailer? No, no, it's it's in one of the trailers for this. I remember because everyone, oh, yeah. everyone was like freaking out, They're like, "Oh my god, they didn't!" And then like someone said, "Like, if I know James Gunn, he did that shit on purpose." And You're yeah, right. It's not it's not even in the movie. <laughs> there's no that happened joke in the movie. Yeah, I mean, there also well, well, we never got it. Like I mentioned this earlier, we never got to see the freaking trailer that had the uh flaming lips song in it oh, yeah, even yeah. though like that was the one they sh even though that was the one they showed over at uh at 
D20, no, at uh, Comic Con. Yeah, that was Comic Con. I feel like that was like the trailer that was supposed to crack. Like, soda. that was the cracking of the soda. Yeah. That was the one that was supposed to like hit in a certain way, and we never got to see it. And I know you have your reasons for why we didn't get to see it, but like, man, I feel like that trailer, because everything leading up to this movie was to make you believe that someone was going to die, and it was a guessing game of who was going to die. Rockets seemed too obvious almost because that was sort of the narrative of the trailer. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I was like trying to, to pin down who was who was going to be. Like it could, Nebula. It was, was going to be Rocket. He was like heavily advertised. Like it couldn't be Gamora again. Couldn't be Groot again. Couldn't like, be Groot again. Couldn't be Gamora. Yeah. It, it definitely felt like it could be Nebula because she seemed to have this. There also felt like there was he was teasing out various ideas of like almost like a clue ending where he was like, it could have gone this way. Like you could see the other cuts of the movie that could have existed yeah, in this yeah. final version. Yeah. There Nebula were moments. Done. Yeah. There were moments. You could say, yeah, there were moments in each, each, uh, in several scenes where like, Oh, I could see how they could write this. So Nebula goes out, Drax goes out, Mantis goes out. We see them all take hits that should kill them. Yeah. Like, nebula on the ship deciding to like stay and like fix the hole like there seems to be no reason that you would even need to write that scene and happening the way it does yeah and then the way she specifically like asked rocket like give me your comms like, yeah, like give me your comms yeah because i thought that was gonna be like oh she's gonna be able to like say goodbye mm -hmm. as like she goes out you know yeah and if it if that didn't need to happen then like why wouldn't it just be rocket who's staying on the ship to deal with this final like like showdown thing like yeah. nebula wouldn't need to you know there's just certain things there's also yeah. the moment yeah drax get hits gets hit twice in a way that you're like oh that's that's the kill shot and maybe we lose him this early in the movie yeah um peter die <laughs> peter just straight up his face explodes like it's doing that thing from dungeons and dragons yeah. literally i thought there's no coming back from that but that's also the silliest way to die yeah yeah when his face started expanding his face that's when i knew like oh he's not gonna die they're not gonna like, kill him off by making him look like a blown up doughboy thing like it's like they're not they're gonna if they were gonna kill him they'll give him a more dignified death i think really because I, I was like i think so how the but also it was i didn't think i didn't think before that i but the, at the moment before that before his face blew up i thought like that this might be it yeah oh it's funny because like when he grabs the thing i'm like he has a plan he knows how to go out like he's going out in space with like a plan yeah. but no he goes out in space and like rockets himself off the ricochets off the thing with that you know the, yeah, the tube yeah. yeah the tube um and i'm like okay so he's got a oh no he just made it a little bit far yeah well, just, well yeah well, it would have worked he just he just ran to some debris that stopped him. that's right yeah. that's right um i wish he still had some of that god power so here's the thing though that is weird um that this movie just for no reason just did away with his helmet and his rocket boots. Oh yeah, huh. which would which would have solved that issue of him just flying through space. What did it happen to his helmet? It, we, we don't know. Like he had it in Endgame. Maybe it's because it got snapped away. No, it didn't get snapped away. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. I think it's because uh, he had to wear his stupid other like like Power Ranger suit. I guess, but like, but he's only it's just a helmet. It's just like a little button oh. he pushes on his ear. Oh, yeah. he's got like a Tony Stark thing. Yeah, it's like it's, he it's, doesn't it's, have to change into it. It's no, just like in his body. No, it's nanotech. It's like just nanotech stuff. It's the same tech. Yeah, it's so like, like Tony Stark. Well, it's like it was it was like before like the nanotech stuff came into like the level of like Earth level tech with Tony right, and stuff you like can that. Just press the button. And yeah, you have it in Guardians Four, Guardians One back in 2014. Um, so yeah, but that, the thing is like that, that would have solved that, you know, that issue of him having to get through space, but also the issue of them, uh, diving out of, uh, the, the, the facility and Groot having to fly him. Like he could have just flew up with that guy with his rocket boots, just like well, yeah, landed but I, safely. I guess there's enough, there's enough here that you can be like, well, what's her name's kind of made out of metal. It doesn't matter. Like if she gets hit, it's like a nebula is made out of metal. <laughs> she can go into space. Like there's a Groot's thing, like a tree branches can go into space and so did they freeze. Like there's yeah. definitely been scenes in guardians where 
you know, there was a scene in this movie where the the planet gets breached out of nowhere and like, you know, things are flying in and it's like, well, no one would be able to breathe or the moment where their ship gets a uh, warlord flies into the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're, yeah, we're talking about like the science-y logic of things. But yeah, but, I, but it's just a weird thing to like not have his helmet in this movie when it's been such a prominent part of his character and almost like his like superpowers, you know, for the last two films uh, to just be able to use that helmet to breathe in space and to fly around. Well, he didn't have it at the end of Guardians 2, right? Because Yondu needed to put I, the thing on him. He did. No. He did like why did what he didn't have his he didn't have his rocket boots yeah but like he but he had the helmet he was flying around he was flying around with the the helmet and at least like the uh yeah the uh, jetpacks when they were uh trying to blow up the brain sure but um the whole point was yondu needed to put a thing on his head put the last air, air mask on his head because yeah. he needed to bring i'm trying it. to think i don't think he used it in um infinity war at, he, a, at any point he did it at endgame it's when he shows up he yeah, yeah. The thing on. yeah it's definitely an endgame which yeah. which might maybe maybe the implication is that he did lose it at the end of guardians 2 he lost both those things but in endgame maybe they just it was just a mistake a continuity mistake by having him take the helmet off just because it looked cool like maybe like i could see that maybe like the vfx artists were like and then he comes off pulls his helmet off and looks cool but because otherwise well no then he is using it in endgame we do yeah, see him we, we, see, we, we see him flying with it flying with his rocket boots and the helmet in yes. endgame yeah you're right yeah <laughs> yeah i know the, i think it's fight. just an yeah. it's like a MacGuffin thing with his helmet thing sometimes he has it sometimes he doesn't i don't think we can think yeah. any like i don't think we can make any inferences that he lost it like yandu clearly puts the last oxygen mask on him yeah at, at the end of uh endgame even or sorry in uh guardians 2 even though guardians 1 he's yeah. putting it on Gamora. yeah i just think at least like in in volume 2 you could say like he lost it in the fight like it got knocked off or broken like and just Wait, this never see that yeah, right. yeah, I don't, th- I don't think we see it. Correct us if we're wrong, but like, uh, but in this one, like, it just we just never talk about it. They just never mention it. So like, I it was, it, just thinking about it in hindsight, it was like it was weird that you know the, there are two central kind of uh, uh, problems that he faces in the film that would have just been solved if he just had those two things that he always sure, had. Sure, and there could have been easily just one sentence of like it gets knocked off of his head here, yeah, or yeah. like he gives it to somebody here, and like yeah. you know, like because again, like we just have to work around the idea that like this needs to happen in order to have this kind of like moment of death or like yeah. fear of death. Um, yeah, but he gets it. But he gets saved anyways by um, Wolf Warlock, Hulk, Warlock, which is like that, that's his that's his coming around, joining the family moment. Um, which again is cool. It's just like the just like up until that point, I was just like kind of waiting for him to already get there you know like you said like once his mom dies i'm thinking like oh he's gonna join but like they have like i get three more scenes of him coming and going between the ships and it feels like he is just like that the riding trope of the guy coming in with a gun (laughs) i think i think the thing is that he again again we don't have to i don't want to belabor the point but he has a childlike brain so he doesn't understand that his mom didn't die because of the guardians or he understands his mom to have died because of the guardians not because of the high uh evolutionary the what high evolutionary yeah high evolutionary he understands that they died because the high evolutionary fulfilled on made good on his promise that the guardians needed to be captured yeah and so that it's the guardians fault that his mom is dead because that's what his mom told him like you know so the race will get wiped out if you don't if you don't get the rocket yeah i guess i guess i kind of just wish like he had a little bit more impact on whatever he was doing like even if he was going to be antagonistic like he doesn't really do much past like that first scene where he like he blasts rocket like you know well he does i mean but we see that he's crazy powerful he's just like you know he's impenetrable i mean like you you can stab him but he's like owie and he just goes back home like he seems to be unkillable yeah he's like he's supposed to be like near Captain Marvel, you know, Superman type level strength. Yeah, yeah, and that seems like what he has. It just seems like he doesn't quite know how to wield it. And he's also like a child. He's got a child brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I'm just saying from a writing standpoint, I kind of wish I 
he there's kind of a little more creativity with like what he could oh, do. Oh, I thought but, he was so good. Like, but, you know, he is good. That's the thing. Like I I I I really liked Will Poulter. I like his delivery of like everything he was in. Like I just I wanted more. You know, like yeah. and, I, and I would I would love to see him interact more with like a lot of other characters in the, in the MCU just because he's like so, he's a fun addition. Yeah, I loved him with the pet, and I think that and look, I think that they're leaving that open. Yeah. Like they didn't say what the, he's gonna do. Um, I thought Drax could have had it ate it i thought i definitely thought mantis was going to eat it a couple times yeah because like, yeah i thought they were going to uh pull the rug out from under, under us when she's like uh touching trying, the trying to calm down the thing yeah i, I would have made much sense but like yeah. I, I maybe not agree. as like a death but like i thought it was gonna like chomp her and she's gonna like there's so many parts out. of this yeah. movie where they it subverts your idea that something bad is about to happen or it's funny like, yeah <laughs> yeah like or like or funny right yeah. um this movie starts out with the darkest music. It sounded like, I was like, this is the Guardians brought to you by Ari Aster. Like, it's just like a plonking key. And then it goes into Creep. Oh, uh, in the, the, the opening credits. The opening, the, the, opening the, credits. The, like, the, the like, title sequence. Then. You don't even realize it's like Radiohead's Creep because I think it, I think it is a cover. Like, it's just like it a cover. yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like, bow, bow. It's like going so slow and they're just playing the credits and you're just like looking at the characters going, which one's going to fucking eat it in the credits? Like, yeah. you're just like, which one? That's a Groot. That's a Peter Quill. He's <laughs> from Earth. And the entire movie, I think even before the movie, I was just like, it's going to be Sean Gunn. It's going to be... I could, I could, yeah, I think we talked about that. I think I could have seen that. Sean Gunn sacrificing oh, yeah, yeah, himself used, or something, yeah. Yeah, him finally using the the arrow, but like, yeah. then near the end, I was like, that would also be lame because that's how Yondu went out and like, it'd be lame to just take out his second in command. Yeah, yeah, just lose the arrow entirely, yeah. It is funny how Yondu, uh, he appeared to, Yondu appeared to that guy who's in Sean Gunn's character yeah. and was like, Use your heart, but that's not something that his character ever said about how the arrow works. Yeah. He starts to say it to Peter Quill in the end of yeah. Guardian Two, yeah. but then he gets covered by rubble. Yeah. So it's not like that he ever finished that sentence, and it's not like Sean Gunn was around to hear it. Yeah, he maybe he heard it over the comms, over the comms of like their their talking. But he heard you. <laughs> he I believe the line is, "It was never. I never used my. You thought it was like my brain. I never used my, my brain. It was my. And my, then he just started. I used my heart. Okay, he gets cut off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's um I think they do a good job like you said like I think they do a pretty impressive job wrapping everyone up in a me- really meaningful way that is like hard to do with like you know in a franchise where it's like what's next like where are they going next like now like they do a good job I think putting a button on everyone that feels like pretty cyclical and like you know as in terms of like coming back you know to the roots of like you know their motivations stuff like that But Draxon Drax and the chick is ever supposed to hook up and Mantis? Mantis. It feels like they no. were always supposed to be like, will they or won't they? they? No, I always read it as just like their best friends. And like, I think that's part of it. Like at the end, like, you know, like they are, she, he offers to come with her when she wants to leave and she tells him no. And like, that's, they have like, a, you know, the wave goodbye. Like, I do think like it's, I think, I think it's like, it's just a really good best friendship, which I think they also exemplified in the holiday special. Yeah. I, I do want to hit on one point though, which is that th- there did seem to be some commentary that was trying to be made, but never got resolved about like toxic either friendships or work dynamics or like that thing where you just start, you know, negging on a friend and then it, it kind of becomes like your whole dynamic in a group. Like it's kind of like the idea of group dynamics is Nathan Fillion's character being like, we've got one of those about Drax. Yeah. Like this guy, I can't stand want to choke him out. And the way that Nebula was treating everyone yeah. and like, you know, really coming down hard on Mantis and really coming hard down on Drax and then yeah. Mantis coming hard down on Drax and making him forget. It seemed like they were trying to say something about like toxic colleague or friendship groups like where you just get into that but then they never really resolve it mantis never 
I mean, she demands like an apology, but like she doesn't really get it out of Nebula and they just kind of accept that Nebula is who Nebula is. Yeah. And like, and I, I tweeted out that Nebula is my, you know, my favorite character of the Guardians team. And like, that's been true for like a while. I think I, I really liked her in the first film. I just like thought there was like a, a hidden amount of like depth that you could explore with that character. Well, yeah, she was also not good in the first film. Right? Yeah. 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 But, I, but the fact that she, they leave her as like, um, one, she flips, she wants to kill Thanos. And at the end she fights Gamora and she, Gamora offers to help her and bring her along. And yeah. she's, she says like, no. And she says like, runs crazy. She says, you're both crazy. And she just leaves. It's like, it spoke to me as like, in a way where like, Oh, she, there's like, yes, there's like a independence there. And I really want to explore. And I think they did a good job doing that over the last, you know, four other films between volume two, if any war Endgame, game and this one, mm-hmm. um, where this one, like I, I really love what they did with her here. Just like she felt like the most grown in terms of just like, she is part of the team. You know, she refers to them as family. Like she, you know, we yeah, snaps at them a lot, but like, and she's think, still the most toxic one. I mean like, yeah. no, she's still like the most abusive one. I'd say. Yeah. But like, but it, I think that it's still true to her character in a nice way where like, that's kind of like, just like, that's the demeanor that she's been, you know, conditioned to have with like p- those around her. Yeah, so, like so her, like, her and her sister have that yeah. grunt. So it's you know? a, yeah, it's almost like a hard love. Like she clearly cares about them, but like she is not afraid to like call them out on the, like their bullshit that she gets frustrated with. Well, but it's not even just their bullshit. She and I think Mantis says this. She uh, she projects a lot. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she does a lot of like this is your fault because you're the idiot and you're the dumb one. It's really just like how she feels about herself. Yeah, probably you know. And I feel like they never really kind of came to terms like they they, yeah. they they never made her like have a moment of self-realization where she's like oh i am kind of an abusive prick or i am i am carrying on these cycles yeah. of abuse that my father put me through yeah there's a handful of things like that in the film where it's like they, they explore some ideas i don't mm-hmm. think they quite like you know finish the 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 cadence on those things yeah. um but with that i feel like that maybe the attempt they made with that was just when we see her kind of cry a little bit over rocket recovering but then she goes yells at them after that <laughs> that's the crazy part she that is what i noticed is she cries over rocket recovery and then she yells at Mantis and Drax like they're like they're idiots and like calls them all those stupid names and like says that yeah. like they're worthless. Yeah. And I was like, again, just speaking to the, I think to what you were saying about Warlock, it just felt like, well, shouldn't this be, was this cut differently? Like, shouldn't she have done this earlier? And then the cry over Rocket meant more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah I do. I do feel like there was probably like this or movies already two and a half hours. I feel like there's probably easily like a three hour cut oh, like yeah. that, that he made that he felt really comfortable with. Um, also Rocket being out for all this movie, he's taken out commission like in the first scene, you know? Yeah. That's, that to me was hard because a lot of this journey for the Guardians has been the evolution of Rocket's character into yeah. a more, uh, I think we leave it in Guardians 2 where we're really like, oh, Rocket has some deep issues that need to be, he needs to work through. Like his understanding of Yondu is like, you know, oh, even though he stole the batteries, you guys still loved him. Yeah. Like he still had a family. Like, this understanding that Rocket is becoming a little bit more self-aware yeah. about like his own issues and hangups. And this movie, they just kind of take him out of commission. And by the time he's back, it's just yeah. sort of like he's he's rocket again. Yeah, we yeah. And and I mean, I mean, they say it, James Gunn, James Gunn has said it, you know, publicly saying like Rocket's kind of been the main character in his eyes of the series. And mm-hmm. they say in this film, you know, they, like Lila yeah, tells yeah, him yeah. like, you, this has been your story the whole time. You just, just didn't know it. Um, yeah, I think you're right, though. I, I When they took him out in the first like 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. that's when I kind of knew like okay they're probably not going to kill him off because it'd be oh, weird to like sideline him for like majority of the film then then just let him die I, but yeah but I think they they were they were trying to uh, have him yeah, out of commission 
in the plot wise, but like then we got to learn a lot of like exposition about his like backstory through the yeah, flashbacks, the, the stuff flashbacks, like that. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like again, it's like a weird pacing choice. Like I think you know to do it that but way. It's a it's a pretty safe pacing choice to yeah. like do the flashback things. Yeah, it, to, to me, it's just like I think on rewatch, those are the hardest things to like kind of sit through in terms of not just in terms of like because they're disturbing, but also because it's just like oh, like yeah, the, the, the the information is so limited in terms of like in, like my enjoyment of like sitting through it again. Well, also it's that. um what was I going to say about it? It's it's by having him him being so injured and having the MacGuffin be sort of like they can't fix him with the med comms or whatever or med pack or yeah. whatever. Which, by the way, what does that do? It just fixes your body like no matter what's yeah. wrong because Drax just well, so, fucking yeah. gets back up. Yeah, it's almost like a video game med pack. It's just like you just slap it on and just like boop 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 like just fix whatever's wrong with you. So like Drax almost dies just getting information to get them to the like the next place to get the med pack. And I was just like, it feels like there are certain parts of this movie where they were just like. In exchange for Rocket's life, we're willing to give up, let's say, Mantis, yeah. Frax, and uh, Nebula. Yeah, and there's, like, yeah that's a fair trade. Yeah, there's a point where, yeah, we're like, they get on the ship when the planet's blowing up, and Peter's just like, where are they? And they're like, I don't know. It's like, all right, well, they just go help Rocket. Yeah. Because they have to, sure. But, like, you know, the urgency of it calls for it. But, like, yeah. There's, the, there's also one part where they but, said, uh, I thought you were dead, like, to to those three. And it's yeah. like, you thought all three of those were a lost cause? Yeah. Well, and no, you were it's, just like, it's when, when Rocket wakes up and he goes, Where's Nebula? And then uh, Peter just kind of says, like, she, uh, like, yeah, yeah, he, like, yeah he's got so, yeah, yeah. He thought they just like died on the planet, which I guess means he thought all three of those characters yeah. died. Yeah, he thought all three of those characters fucking died. Yeah, he thought he lost Drax, Nebula, and but at least Rocket's okay, and his sister yeah. Mantis. Yeah. But at least Rocket woke up. Yeah. I don't even think he liked Rocket that much. I know they're all family, but like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, yeah, that's really that. That was really weird. Yeah, well, that whole the whole again. That whole thing is weird uh, because when, when you think about it, the film is actually only like. Th- three or four long scenes it's like the opening on nowhere it's the orgoscope it's a counter earth and then it's the ship like that's oh, it and the flashback the, well the flashbacks too yeah sure but like but yeah in terms of like the the forward plot like it's only three settings three or four settings that we jump to and it's just like it feels like uh just like a kind of like, yeah one long they say it's only 40 hours but like yeah one long string of events that's like really compacted and so but the, when we get to the counter earth going into the ship thing it's like the on paper like the exchange of what happens there is really weird it's like they peter and Groot go up and they confront the high evolutionary and they, they have to jump off because like the pants blowing up stuff like that and then, yeah then like but then at the same time nebula drax and mantis like go up to the same thing because they, they don't know they're going on they cross yeah they cross paths and they don't realize that they just swap places and it's like it's a weird like on paper like just I, I can imagine writing that just would feel really weird like just to make that make that like the kind of uh comedy of errors that like, gets them to like where the third act just has to be like saving them well and also that, that drax and mantis were supposed to stay by the ship so you have this weird like line where like he's like co- like trying to get on or nebula's trying to get on comms to them yeah to get tell them to get the ship out of the way and then simultaneously peter's calling uh gamora on the ship and being like hey like, are you getting off the planet or something? Yeah, so, yeah. like, he knows that she that they're those other three, but how would he know that Mantis and and Drax didn't stay by the ship? Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, well, um, he asked. She asked her, I guess. Like, when she gets on, he says, "Where's Where's Mantis and Drax?" Like, when when he walks, but, but Nebula's went up with him. Uh, yeah, but he didn't know that. Like, he didn't know that they drove off on a motorcycle to go join her. Like yes, again, again. That's why it's weird. It's weird. Like all the, all these things. And on, again, on top of that is Adam Warlock coming off and on the ship like two times in that same like course of like the same like yeah, five minutes. Yeah, is the ship damaged? Can they breathe in outer space? Of like like I thought the whole thing is they can't breathe in outer space, but sometimes like Adam Warlock can just bust through a door. And, he busts like, through like five doors in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he busts like, through a window, and everyone he, else can like breathe fine. They're yeah, like, yeah, I guess so. Um, I didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, the, one thing. One sure, little sure. 
quick thing. If you didn't like how many, how little scenes there were in Guardians 3, let me tell you a bad thing about Guardians 2. <laughs> how many scenes we get. Yeah, how many well, different uh, well, planets. There, maybe, maybe it's just the fact that there are like in Guardians 2, even though we're on the single planet, like it feels like there's multiple POVs like that go on for like a little bit. It's like there's Yondu and Rocky in the ship. There's like uh, Drax and Gamora uh, kind of interacting with Mantis. There's Peter interacting with his dad most of the time. Um, Nebula's uh, with the Ravagers as well with uh, doing that stuff. Yeah, so the POVs at least feel like the movie is a little more spread out. But like oh, really? this, this one, since everyone's together most of the film, like pretty much the whole film, what? like if, uh, until the third act when they all have to do their thing. But like it feels like, yeah, like we're kind of just like in big chunks of like story for like like just through it going throughout the film. Hard disagree, but I feel like I respect that opinion. But I just feel like, first of all, the fact that we're breaking this off into flashbacks immediately makes it like uh, more than one narrative, right? It, become, it becomes Rocket's narrative, but he is out of commission. Yeah. Then we have like the we always get this the villains, and we didn't get this in Guardians too. Like the villains POV, like his monologues to his staff, and like his like motivations become more clear both in the flashbacks and in the present time. Like he's like he gets more fleshed out as a character because he has more alone scenes where yeah. he's explaining like, or like it's getting explained like his relationship to his underlings and his relationship to this idea of this perfect world he wants to create. And yeah, I do, I do think it creates more depth to him as a character. And we get to see moments like where yeah, you're right, like where he's like kind of faltering and like he, and when Peter asks him like, Oh, you mean like, a perfect world involves like a, a fucking elephant selling meth or like octopus selling yeah. meth to like a bunch of goats. And he's just like, you see him like admit defeat in that moment in a, in a way that is almost humble and being like, no, it wasn't perfect. Like this is fucked up. Like, yeah, I fucked this one up. Yeah. And he's, you could see his frustration lies, not just with him, with, with these creations of his, but like with himself that he can't be brilliant. Like the way that he made rocket brilliant. Yeah. The rocket yeah. is more intelligent than him yeah rocket only has like is the only one that has like the uh the ability of invention yeah but also so that's why i guess i was wondering i thought rocket was good with machines but apparently he's like a fucking rocket scientist like he can figure out like he knows all the words for like why something wouldn't like it's it's one thing to be good with machines it's another thing to be able to say why this chem chemical would like yeah well he was able to at least like figure out why the machine is not producing the chemical that they need like the way it's supposed to be. Like, I got you. I got like, you. At least that, you know, like. Well, we yeah. seem doing math equations on the board like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's always been good with machines. Like he's able to, like in the first film when they broke out of the jail, he's able to like make like a bunch of shit out of like, you know, the, the parts they need to like build the the boosters to like, get into the thing that go out. Yeah. So like sure. it's, it's always been like, I think it's been a consistent trait with, of his. Again, um, good with machines. This, this guy is smarter than like the high priest and can do like math that is at yeah. a level of like Goodwill Hunting. Like he's yeah. like figuring out the <laughs> equations and like stuff. And I think it's also applied he's good with chemistry and like science yeah like yeah i mean i really love that he's uh we seem grabbing the batteries this is his first act of resistance off the table yeah because that's why he does in volume two with the batteries well yeah well yeah. that's also why uh that's why elizabeth debicki is mad at him because he stole the batteries yeah then the idea and also the idea that like again about the idea of like you going against the the desires of your master like create creations sort of out performing or going you know evolving into their own thing Elizabeth Dubicki is not supposed to be dealing with Rocket at all. And yet in the second movie, we see that she's clearly dealing with Rocket. They, yeah. they were doing a trade, but she knew the entire time that she wasn't supposed to be. Or she was, if she, she, supposed, had, yeah. if she knew of him or his whereabouts, she was supposed to report it to the high evolutionary. Yeah. yeah. So like, so there's, that's already an act of resistance right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
He, and he says, he says in this one, at least he says like, yeah, like you were just a aesthetic uh, experiment. Like you're, you know, you have your egos are too large. Yeah. yeah. Well, she comes at him at yeah. the beginning of this. Like we see, like, we're not quite sure of the relationship between Elizabeth Dubicki, who was brought up as like uh, in Guardians 2, at least as this race of like superior golden people, you know, almost like they, I thought they were the equivalent of like the Cree, like in terms of like intelligence in terms of like how how cultured they were like how far advanced they were yeah but like no apparently they're just a creation of his yeah the only thing they say in volume two is that their society is like you know meticulously designed like each individual is like designed and born with like a specific purpose and like and and, and, and like an image of perfection so yeah so why aren't why isn't that the perfect society um, he, he just says, like, he's just, like, they were just supposed to look beautiful. They're beautiful morons, he calls them. Like, you know, they're supposed to look good, like, supposed to be, like, but he doesn't, like, but their egos are too large for themselves. But it's weird that he lets them live. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he just got really angry at Rocket because Rocket proved to be the more intelligent species because he let a lot of other not perfect creatures just roam around the galaxies. They say a bunch of gal- like a bunch of parts of the galaxy consider him God, which means, by definition, he let them live. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think certain... I think they imply that each civilization that he ha- he makes serves like a purpose in his like exploration of like making the perfect beings. Like, I think Counter Earth was supposed to be like the one, you know, like he thought mm-hmm. like, maybe this is going to be like the one that I can like, you know, plant my flag in and be like, this is the perfect society. What do you think happened? Because like they all seem cool and chill and like weird kangaroo half people, yeah. whatever. And then they turn into like meth heads. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just, yeah, just like the not being able to control them and like, you know, let them live their lives. Like it just devolves into like the earth that we know. Um, but just also, it's also just weird in that, in that scene again, that, um, everyone just dies and like, it's not like a, ever a question of like, how do we stop it or save them? It's just like, well, cause it, yeah. it, it happens so quickly. Like, yeah, but it's like, I, I, you know, when I first saw it, I thought like, oh, maybe they're going to like, this could be like the third act. Like they had to like save this planet, you yeah, know, and so rock sad. at the same time. Yeah. It's not like the bat lady that helped him is dead. Like her family is dead. Like, you know, like that, that family that like, oh God, the pictures on the wall, that, that alternate earth thing and yeah. the tracks on the couch, with yeah. like lying down on the couch. She's like, that's what it's for. Yeah. And again, dropped their first F-bomb. <laughs> That was the funniest. The first F bomb of the MCU. <laughs> that was the funniest moment because I was not expecting it. That, yeah. that they were going to use the one F bomb in MCU with Peter Quill just telling Nebula to open the fucking door yeah. <laughs> of the car. Yeah. yeah, it's such a funny use of it. It's like not like a big moment. It's just like a, like a throwaway line. Yeah. That means that they know what curses are this entire time. He's known how to curse, but he's just chosen not to like, unleash on anyone. Yeah. yeah, Groot is cursing. Like Groot's cursing. Groot's cursing. They, they, they always we, say we, that. We just don't know it. I can't hear it. Um, um, uh, by the way, Groot can also just speak English. Yeah, well, so, so James Gunn clarified that that is not—he's not saying something different. That's us hearing him oh, for the, the first the, time, the, the same way they hear him. That's what I thought. Actually, I didn't yeah. think that. I was—I thought, but I thought if we, they were going to do that, that's what we'd hear in the Gamora line when he's saying something to Gamora and she answers him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "Yeah, it's supposed to be like a, he's saying I am group, like we're here, understanding him the way they do." I really wish he had said family. We are family. Like, yeah, we are family. Yeah, we're family. Yeah. Or like, I love my family. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I live my life one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like I was saying though, like, yeah, like just like that. Uh, again, like the, the, the big chunks, the thing is I like it though. I actually like that the film feels like just three large chunks. Cause, cause like to me, like, I don't know, like I, it makes the, <laughs> like makes it flow better for me. Um, and even getting into like the third act with like the exploding planet and everything and the weird exchange of like places. Um, it's so funny. Again, that way. I, yeah. I, I have to say that the third act of uh, is definitely, like I said before, is the best one for me out of the three, just because like, I feel like everyone has something to do in a meaningful way. And they, they work together as like a team in a, in a fun way. Or in the first one, you know, like Ronan is like, like, you know, kind of like a 
just like a big generic villain. He wants to blow up the planet, like you'd stop him, MacGuffin Stone, like stuff like that. And we've got and, him and Thanos. And, and like, got like, yeah. Yeah. And like, and Rocket's just kind of like floating like in the ship for like most of that interaction. And then like. We've got Yondu's like, people. Yeah. We've got like a, and, Bunclose's people. Yeah. Got- yeah. It's like, so it's, it's a little like spread out, but like not in like a kind of super enticing way. And then volume two, like really, really like doesn't do it for me. Cause like, it's just Peter fighting Ego, Yondu Rocket's helping. Drax is just carrying Mantis like in the sand for like like three Gertz five minutes in that fucking brain yeah and like in uh, Gamora and Nebula are just like trying to climb some rocks you know yeah, like, and we're seeing a planet we're seeing planet after planet kind of like hit over like earth in a bunch of different places yeah like, yeah so like everyone like half the team gets kind of sidelined in that climax which like is really never fun for me to rewatch uh, so for this one I really do like that Everyone has something to do. Everyone contributes in their own like kind of unique way. I love the doggy and and the dog. Yeah, even the, even Cosmo. Oh my god, uh, Cosmo! Uh, but and they have that cool you know the cool fight scene, the cool one shot fight scene of everyone in the hallway like uh, fighting and like it's like the, the no, don't no don't stop till Brooklyn as a song. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. But by the way, fight scenes in this movie were so far superior to anything else James Gunn has done. Oh yeah. I'm also not a clear. Did he get a new cinematographer? Because some of the shots in this were like I think it's like were deliberate choices that were just so interesting. Like yeah. that the some of them they, it seemed like the camera was was going was going almost like pre guessing where the characters' actions were going to be. Like the camera would start moving in the direction of the characters that were going to get thrown, but before yeah. they did. I think it's, I think it's in line with like his evolution of, a, of directing. Like if you, it, it's, it looks very similar to like what he did with Peace, Peacemaker. Like a lot of the action yeah, Peacemaker right, 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 had right. that same kind of camera work of like zooming across their action and like rolling around and stuff like that. I guess it was the same like predictive camera work. Like the first time I noticed it was the camera started spiraling before like Drax or someone got thrown. Yeah. That's a, that's an editing technique. That's editing and shooting technique where oh. like, like you, you, start the the spin kind of every like uh, uh anticipating the movement of the character cuz like it adds like better flow to it. Oh yeah, it, it, but it's like such a but I guess what I mean is like it's such a choice because they do it in this way at least in a I'd never noticed it before like a, such a deliberate way that it happened before Drax got hit. Yeah. And so I could almost predict what was going <laughs> to happen like what was going to happen because the camera starts going in a circle before he ever gets like I'll have to watch it again but yeah. also with the scene where the woman or the little girl's doing that little hamster wheel yeah it was going the camera is moving circularly but it was it was faster than her spinning on the hamster wheel or yeah. maybe a little slower or something like it was yeah. not moving in the same rhythm of her on the wheel yeah oh uh, yeah i don't think it was trying to stay in line with her i think it was just to show us that it's like a kind of a she's in circles that were counter circling around her we um, are not doing a counter we're moving the same direction yeah but i mean like in terms of like the the pacing the timing of it it's like a different time spin oh, of the camera away oh. from her because like i think we had to land on upright shot of him mm-hmm. like uh to in a certain amount of times so we could get the line delivered in like a nicely paced way so you're saying almost also that she's doing it so fast that he's ex- like in his he's viewing it in our time which would be the camera's time but yeah. she's moving faster than the like the, than the, the than actual time moves uh maybe yeah or like well, i'm not sure if that's like literally that but like yeah, i don't know he says she's been running for two hours without breaking a sweat so like there's something i guess like maybe super obviously superhuman about like what she's doing jube jube yeah jube jube and that, that character is a. Uh, uh, Phyla Vell, who is um, uh, the daughter of Marvel in the comics, uh, Captain Marvel's mentor. Um, oh, so she's Cree? Uh, yeah, in the comics, she's like part Cree and stuff like that. I don't. I think they're minimizing like her connection to that side of the universe in this. Yeah, the Cree were all supposed to be green, uh, blue, except for uh, Jude Law. Jude Law, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like I think 
yeah, they're, they're going to maybe usurp for the future, maybe, but like, I don't think she's supposed to be directly related to anyone. Huh, yeah, they, they all have this new class where it's like, okay, the new Avengers, in my mind, would be Kate Bishop, this, like, the new Guardians group, which I guess is Cree, uh, that Cree girl, or yeah. whatever, the Juju girl, yeah. um, Cosmo, the doggy. Um, I'm, this is my, this is my Avengers. Okay. So the next group is going to be Kate Bishop, um, like the Marvels group, the three Marvels, yeah. uh, the Thor love, uh, love, I guess her name is. Yeah. Uh, I guess. So we're just letting the kid of Christian Bale. She's, she's an Avenger now. Yeah. Anyone who's like under the age of 15 or 20 gets yeah, to be an Avenger. Yeah. What's what's young Avengers? They have that run in the comics. So, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. It just feels like if you uh, are Ant-Man's daughter, the age. yeah. Sorry? Ant-Man's daughter. Yeah. Ant-Man's daughter. <laughs> she, yeah, she gets to be one. Uh, like, I just feel like if you're under the age of 20, they're just laying you in. Yeah, America Chavez. Uh, technically, uh, Modoc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Modoc died yeah, in Avengers. Modoc Avenger. will return. Oh, my God. I hope he does. <laughs> that was, like, the one part of Quantumania, which we also didn't talk about, but, like, Quantumania that really, like, made me giggle was, like, the, the end of Modoc. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was, I was a really at great least Avenger. Be, at least it got to be an Avenger. <laughs> that is a funny way to end it, yeah. Oh uh, gosh! Yeah, but, I know, uh, sorry. I want to get uh, one quick more thing. So I do feel like there was some care, uh, plot sacrifice for character, or like momentum, or pacing, or whatever you want to call it, like um, plot gaps, or you know, uh, explanations for why things are the way they are. Yeah, divorce, like you know, that got sacrificed for character because uh, another thing that I really realized was. Gamora had a really interesting character arc in this that I was not expecting. I expected them to like kind of deal with her and then sideline her or just be like, she's gone again and have him deal with that. But uh, instead, what they did was really show her for all her like certainty. And this is something she had up until the moment she died in the original Gamora run. And then she certainly has now that she's like queen of the Ravagers, which was like sort of nebula like ability to be like just talk down to everyone and be like you're idiots this is why the plan won't work what are you doing but then show her immediately falling for like the lamest trick which is just like someone else picking up the comms not her ravager (laughs) but like elizabeth debicki with her like very british posh voice being like hello how may we help you and she's like yeah that's clearly my ravager yeah she's like salutations yeah she's like gamora she's like salutations gamora this is not a trap like she's like She's like, can you come pick me up when it's clearly just some other chick on the comms? And she yeah. goes, oh, I think something can be arranged. And you can <laughs> basically hear her maniacal laugh. And she's like, great. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, cool. yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah. deal with that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are a couple of like instances like of plot beats that felt like they were really easy in a way. Like they like the the setup and the kind of like knockdown of those things were easy. Like her, you know, just getting on comms with like the Vicky well, like after like, yelling like, at them for being like obviously walking into a trap and being so dumb I think that worked yeah. because she was like you guys are being so obvious and like yeah. how would this plan ever work and then she's the one who falls yeah. for it but then also the uh, the shootout like you know and then the high evolutionary is like little uh, oh you felt for like, face off sky chamber thing like that doesn't thing. make any sense yeah. you wouldn't have been able to see face off he got abducted when he's in the, in the 80s I guess, I guess he's just talking about the literal term of face off like but then not, when they like, do it the shootout <laughs> is face off yeah. the, the shootout with him and Groot is the face off maybe shootout. he watched it in between Endgame and now, like, I don't know. but anyways, um, yeah. Like I was saying though, is like he, because um, the High Evolutionary, like uh, well, Peter says, like kill them all, and they're about to start shooting. High Evolutionary just like knocks him down with his, you know, psychic powers or whatever. Yeah, what is that? And, and like, yeah, he's like gravity powers. And but then like we cut away to another thing, we come back, and they just get up, and they're like, okay, now kill them all. And like, and they just like they start shooting. And it's like he was still there. Like, why? What happened? Like, why didn't he just keep him down? Like, why? What, what changed in the ten seconds that he just knocked him down? The Chumbawamba of it all. <laughs> 
Yeah. What you're saying here is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, I'm just saying like yeah, like like the, those instances where it's like oh, it seemed like an obstacle. 10 seconds ago, but now they're just going to do it anyways. We didn't get enough of what the high evolutionaries, like you said, he was in the treatment or whatever. We didn't get enough about his backstory about like how he powers himself. Like how yeah. he, like, we, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like everything kind of around his like backstory is like just related to rocket and like, like what rocket claims from him. Like we would never get like really any specifics about his power, personal powers, his personal, like, you know, starting motivation, like all this stuff. And like, I don't even need the character stuff. I just need to know what his power is. Is it a taser power or is it a gravity power? And then like, wow. Yeah. That's me. I guess that's my main question. And is the thing on his forehead supposed to have made him smarter? Like, not the face, but, like, the thing he has even in the beginning, where he has this, like, chip in his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, like, some, yeah, mechanical stuff on his head, yeah. So, like, did, did someone else make him, or did he give that to him? Did he mod himself? Yeah, that's a part of it. It's, like, it's, like, you know, we, uh, clearly, yeah, like you said, like, the importance of him is to serve, like, you know, rocket story, and that's, like, a good way to frame it. Um, but there's, like, just, like, you know, when you start thinking about it, there's some, some questions, but, like, you know, what what is what is he, like, exactly? Like, you know, what what's going on here with this character? And I believe that he just uses a straight-up gun to kill that other... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's just exactly. not even a t- it is like a fucking just, just revolver. Just a yeah, ye old pistol. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. he just got it from Earth. I don't know. Yeah, and like, and yeah, it's, it's a funny way to 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 do that because like then like yeah, he never uses guns after that. He's just like, I learned my lesson. I'm not gonna do that. Gonna have like psychic powers now. Yeah, well, psychic powers, and everyone else comes in with like lasers. Like their <laughs> guns are all blasters. You know, yeah. like no one's guns in these movies are bullet guns <laughs> yeah, because right, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> why would they be first of all they've advanced the science pass there second of all if a bullet gun goes through a fucking ship it like creates <laughs> a breach in the ship yeah you know so you have to do the phaser pew 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 yeah which actually makes me realize that the other thing we haven't talked about yet is nathan fillion oh nathan fillion he's in this yeah oh, so so, good. so is uh jennifer holland uh which a lot of people were upset about what <laughs> uh not people um which Jeff, jennifer holland is uh, his wife the one from peacemaker Oh yeah, yeah, but she like, was she was the uh, the one on the comms t- telling them like, hey, you got to go check it out. Like, I thought you were saying somebody else was her. Oh, was uh, she blonde? The blonde one? She, 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 we couldn't really see her hair. She had like the the head wrap oh, thing okay. on her head. Yeah. Um. Um. And she was the one. She got shot in the leg, and she was like there. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. So like, yeah, she was in that. But it was <laughs> Danielle, Danielle Melkor is the uh, was the was Ura the one that was that was helping him. Who's Dan- oh you're saying that one Ratcatcher from-, from Suicide Squad? Oh, was anyone mad about that? Like I'm no, sorry. No, that's the thing. It was, it's it's a really dumb and like you know. Steve you know, was like, in both Guardians like, and Peacemaker. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really <laughs> dumb and like you know underlaced like misogynistic thing like people like get mad like oh he, like he put her in the movie like you know he's just giving her handouts it's like uh, does anyone get mad about Sean Gunn yeah Sean Gunn <laughs> Nathan Fillion Michael Rooker like every single other actor he keeps using the like, guy you know. who plays his granddad yeah yeah he's also from Slither <laughs> yeah exactly like he yeah he, he uses like the same people all the time that's like, what uh, people, directors do yeah people get mad because it's his wife and they think like you know it's like nepotism but just for specifically just for her I don't think that's what first of all that's not nepotism when you give it to someone you're blood related to not someone you married to I was just like favoritism kind of like a nepotism and refers to family yeah yeah it's family and i, I believe it's, it's blood but it, yeah, it's, it's like, not like girlfriend family it's specifically like kid family it's like a nepotistic like nepo well, babies well, are like um the family like the your offspring you're giving your offspring a job we'll look this up later yeah like, no yeah, i'll we'll google it right now no, you're right. Um, um but yeah it's like uh no, Nathan Fillion. You're saying is like he's he's great in it. Like he's he, fucking amazing. He, yeah, he's only he's only in the the orgoscope scheme, but like but everything he does is so funny. Just like like the shtick they gave him of just being so frustrated with his coworkers. Yeah, and like just being like I got one of those. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> like it's like the scene in um Shaun of the Dead where they run into that opposite group. Like he, there was that yeah. thing there where it's sort of like a mirroring of like. <laughs> 
like okay yeah like they also have a group dynamic yeah. that's sort of like toxic which is funny because like in, a, in another i mean not even in another world in another show mm-hmm. he effectively is star lord he is star lord and firefly like it's yeah. very much like a similar character oh it's the exact same character he, yeah it's like you know it's so like you know a, a decade ago like he could have played this character like very easily it's like bruce campbell showing up in the spider-man yeah, yeah, and then exactly. the other spider-man movies like you know did anyone get mad at raimi like i don't know yeah yeah it's like it's it's, it's, dumb. it's another time complaint you can get that like I don't even get that argument. Like people use their fucking wives. People marry their like their starlets all the time. No one gets mad about that. No one's like, I mean, people get mad at Roman Polanski, but no one's mad that he used, uh, you know, uh, what Sharon Tate in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he use Sharon Tate? In a movie? Did he? I, don't know. I don't. I think he did. Maybe well, anyway, he did. Anyways, the point not, being that like people use their starlets. Me, Fair and Woody Allen, another problematic example. But like people <laughs> marry their starlets yeah. all the freaking time, and no one gets mad about it because they're all tours. But for some reason, people don't like her, this specific woman. I feel like that's the issue. Well, it's it's, it's the just the dumb like DC and like Snyder Bros who are really against James Gunn coming on to handle DC after this, and like they're like, oh, like he's just gonna make his wife like Wonder Woman or something, you know? Like, well, to be clear. He didn't put her in Black Adam. <laughs> that wasn't him. Yeah. That wasn't his decision. Yeah, well, he didn't do anything with Black Adam. But yeah, That's like, what I'm saying. But like her, her being in Black Adam, I think was the most egregious use yeah, of her. Yeah. Like I think because it was supposed to. You said it was supposed to be yeah, somebody and, else. And people still blamed him for that. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. James Gunn comes on and suddenly just, she just has a role in Black Adam. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure James Gunn didn't have anything to do with Black Adam, or else they wouldn't have had that end scene in Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Careful. Yeah, which he just like undid. So yeah, you guys can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have about you, what he did and didn't do with that movie. You can't have. Oh God, it's like the argument for everything on the internet it's like the most yeah. like the the straw maniest of the straw man yeah. arguments yeah um uh, i wanted to say a uh, groot they didn't do too much with groot which i liked like they didn't give him too much of an arc like sometimes they overplay the i am groot stuff yeah. they didn't it was mostly used to that effect of like i love that gamora couldn't understand him like old gamora yeah, yeah like as if it is like a thing where it's just like a language you have to adopt over time and then i loved at the end we heard him say like i, I love, love you guys guy. yeah I wish you had a family. <laughs> I guess at that point, I also didn't realize that they probably, you know, I've had this issue the entire time. Bradley Cooper is not Rocket. I do not believe that he's Rocket until I see a video of him recording Rocket's voice. And even then, I'll probably think it's a deep fake. <laughs> I cannot reconcile the voice of Bradley Cooper and how he talks. Yeah, and how I he can do- show you. I can show you videos. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but I will believe that they are deep fakes. That is, or dubbed. <laughs> it is Bradley Cooper, dubbed, Rocket dubbed over. Um, yeah. But like Groot is another one because for the past couple of movies it's it's been Vin Diesel but his voice has been modulated up and down. Yeah. And this is the first time I think when he said I love you guys is when I was like oh shit it's probably been Vin Diesel this whole movie without a voice <laughs> modulation. Yeah. He's been saying like oh I'm Groot but he doesn't say it that much which I really did appreciate. Yeah. He says it. Yeah. He says it in I'm Groot. He does it in various you know tones and cadences. He's he, getting better he, at he it. He does. Yeah. He does it in all the languages for like the other the foreign releases. <laughs> What do you mean? Like he says, like hey, you, you're soy Groot, you yeah, know, so, for the Spanish one. Oh, you mean one. that yeah. it is Vin Diesel? Yeah, he won't it, let anyone else dub him over. No, like, and why? Why not? Like, just let him do it. Like, you know, like, sure. It's, like, it's easy enough to just uh, run, run through all those recordings, like in a in a sitting. Sure, I don't think that is the case for any other character with a catch line that has like a. But band. like a single phrase, like that's. I think that makes it a lot easier. Yo than, soy Groot. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to think of Vin Diesel talking in like yeah. other like Japanese. We can go watch it. We can go to Disney Plus and select the languages just to see it all run it all down. Yeah. Everyone else is played like dubbed over, but like yeah. him. Does that mean he's not dubbed over, or does that mean that like he's saying it in context of the scene, like and they just? Well, it, it's it's dubbed it, over. It's, it has it's, to be. it's dubbed in the way where like the character's mouth wouldn't match it either. I don't think they did that extensive work to match the the. Mouth 
mouth to match the, the words in foreign language. I fucking love Vin Diesel and his weird ass hangups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love his his weird things like his I don't know not even hangups his his quirks yeah. like his his things about like what he feels are like the important things about his uh, the integrity of his work. Yeah, but um, but no, like I I I think they you know did a good job with him because like again grouping. Rocket's partner and all this, like a Rocket's going to be the one that has like the most like, you know, transformative, like kind of arc closure in this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, one thing I did kind of wish we would see, I, th- I thought we were going to see when they first met after he escaped. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you, I thought that too, but I, I can totally understand why not. Because like we see that like this is why it's been very important, I think, for Rocket to call Quill and them his family, yeah. which I think I remember from like the first one. He he's the one that cracks them when when Quill says we're friends, and he goes, "No, we're family." Like no. I think, or he said he's like, "No, that's it, it Drax." It was Drax. He says it to to uh, Mantis or Nebula. Yeah, I, I I just remember like for it's been very important for Rocket that he doesn't have friends, and he's always talking about how he doesn't have friends, yeah. and now we see why, and it's not because he wants to be alone or he hates people. It's because the last time he had friends, he felt responsible for all of them dying. Yeah. So he's not going to like let another person die. I do actually in Guardians 2, I think he said, I've already lost a friend today or something. So I think he does refer to somebody as a friend one time. Yeah. Well, he just says like, oh, when, when he's yeah taking Nebula off the ship yeah, or like, Gamora, when Gamora. Gamora's going to leave and he says, I can't afford to lose more than one friend today. You're right. So yeah. he does use friend, but it feels like it's been a sticking point for most of the, the, the yeah, series it, that he doesn't yeah, use friends. It connects. It, yeah, it definitely connects like his like, you know, uh, apprehensiveness to like be close to people. Yeah. You know, like it for sure. Yeah, um, and his battery stealing thing. Like the thing that kicked off all of Guardians 2 was that he stole those fucking batteries yeah. back from Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. And that then he relates to Yondu by by projecting the story on him. They're like, You you mean he he was loved even though he stole batteries? Yeah. And in a way, now it kind of connects that like, yeah, he he kind of almost the batteries being what he made the card out of, and the card being what killed his friends, like his escaping. Yeah. It's almost like the battery thing has become like a compulsion or it's like a it's like a childhood trauma yeah. for him that he now like associates the stealing of batteries as something he ha- both has to do and what makes him unlovable. Yeah. Which I kind of like. I like that little beat about him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because he blames himself for doing that and getting his friends killed yeah, in, the, that, in the past. Yeah. And by the way, that almost happens in Guardians too because he steals the fucking batteries. Yeah. And they keep yelling at him about stealing bu- fucking batteries. And at the end, he's like, even though he stole the batteries, they still love them because for him, it's a compulsion. It's not like... A choice. Yeah. Like, it's what saves his life, but he also knows is what got people killed. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I would blame myself for much for them, my friend's death because they were going to be incinerated in the morning if I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right. knew, he knew that they were going to die. He had to make a shot, you Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dark scene. Like, there's, you know, there's, like, there's a lot of darkness in this movie. You know, a lot of animal cruelty, like, going That's, on. That was the hard part to watch. You know, and, that was a consistent complaint I saw from people saying, like, it's like, I love it. It's just, like, it gets a little too dark for me, like, a little too much animal, animal cruelty. We aren't seeing animal... Let, let's be clear. We don't really see that much animal torture. There's the implication of torture. Yeah. Um, But we don't see any, like, animals, like, yelping in pain that often. Yeah, we're not like, seeing anyone be cut open or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, and there's no, like... And there's no, like, kicking a dog or, like, squealing or, yeah. like, the thing where, like, an animal's, like... what The only thing that happens is after he has a surgery done, his first word is, like, hurts. Yeah. And that, like, 
broke me. Yeah. And his little eyeballs, like his little raccoon. Oh, by the way, Rocket is a raccoon. He, yeah, he, he runs he, out. He, 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 it's funny. It's a funny thing that, that they're doing in like the MCU with like certain characters, because mm-hmm. uh, he did something similar in Wandavision, mm-hmm. where they're like Wanda Maximoff, like you know she has like magic powers. Like, what's the superhero name? She doesn't have one, and like yeah. so that's just to set us up so we get the reveal of, like she's the Scarlet Witch, you know? Yeah, and we this, all know that she's the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Everyone yeah. knows that. And in this one, we all know it's Rocket Raccoon. Like we know he's a raccoon, but like we they make a, a, a moment of it here where he's like, I'm Rocket, Rocket raccoon like yeah i guess because you know that the idea is that like some people haven't read the comics but like we know that like rocket raccoon is the name of the character but like it's more like a it's like a term that he doesn't like like that's just kind of what they call him or they yeah. call him raccoon, well, he, so he doesn't know what it is like that's the thing he doesn't know what a raccoon is so he just it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah it's up until he sees the sign on the cage that he realizes oh it is a raccoon i thought he knew what a raccoon or, or trash panda is what they call him at one point and he's like yeah. what is that better or worse than raccoon is like the same thing yeah, he's like it's worse it's so much worse no, uh the bunny was worse or the rabbit which is what thor, that's calls, what thor calls him a uh, rabbit yeah um squirrel badger hedgehog they call come all the all the things oh yeah what who called him a hedgehog in this movie uh which one was it it was was it adam oh was it was it, no it was a uh, special alone he's oh, like God, no you he's get in great. you save the hedgehog yeah oh, oh yeah and, and sorry this reminds me of my last point about gamora the idea that gamora has this gamora is different and this gamora wants the same things that the last gamora wants but she just wants different versions of it like yeah. she's the queen of the ravagers now I'm um, sad we didn't get to see Michelle Yeoh. Uh, that was the one person yeah. missing from that group. Or Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Ving well. Rhames. Um, but I think it's because Michelle Yeoh is busy fighting off people in Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. got another I think that maybe they thought they couldn't, like, we can't bring her back now. Like, she's like a totally other character in, in a much bigger role. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she didn't die, right? No. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the idea that here is like, uh, I don't know. I really loved it. I really loved uh, the Borat woman, the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies uh, chick as as Cosmo. Uh, Mia Bakalova, yeah. Mia Bakalova. She's great. Uh, I loved, I mean, the voice acting in this was incredible. Like Linda Cardellini, Katie oh, yeah. Greer. Like, I love how all the animals kind of had that thing from up where then none of their voices really match. Like, it looks <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the big pig monster has the voice of Judy Greer. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, her Judy Greer voice. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Linda Cardellini sounds great. I want to know who played the walrus. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who he is. Like, I, I'm not, I, I saw the actor. I just don't know. I don't recognize what's, him for anything. What's his name? Let's see if I know him. Let's see if I can look it up real quick while we do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Teefs, which is a great name. Oh, Teefs. He's like, because you know you go. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like red guy. That's what it is. He Kinda, sounds like, yeah. or like our yellow guy from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah, I was like, yellow guy. That's what he sounds like. You're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I was like, who's he sound like? He sounds like, oh, I'm going to talk like this. Uh, Asim Chaudhry. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he, he's in an episode of Black Mirror. There we go. Uh, Let me as, try to guess. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Oh, he's in an episode of Inside Number Nine as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love is a, Love is a Stranger. Uh, that's from like the. Uh, oh, that's, no, he's coming up. That's this year. Inside Number Nine is coming back this year, I guess. What? <laughs> We're getting another Inside Number Nine. Yeah, and he's going to be in it. I guess that's what it is. Oh shoot! It was he in a Black Mirror that already exists, or is that's also he new? was able in the Sandman. Small role, but like yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. No. Okay. Wasn't he both of them? Wasn't he both Ken and Abel? No, they're two different guys. Um. Yes, I know exactly who that is. That's very funny. I was like thinking that it's somehow I knew it was like an Indian British actor. So I'm like, glad. Uh, okay. he, he was in uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch with Will Poulter. 
Will Poulter. That's how you also know Will Poulter's British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Gaming thing. Yeah. Um, guys, remember Bandersmatch? Like, I never saw it. I never, never played it. Oh, uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was like a choose your adventure playable game. If you yeah. want to go to a cool Netflix playable game, um, let me try to remember the name of it. I will look it up and get back to you. But Amelia Gray, one of my friends, uh, she just won a big like gaming award for their Netflix original gaming. Like it's it's like a horror game kind of thing or yeah. like a mystery one. Um, I'll look up, figure out what that is and get back to you. But like, guys, play that game as soon as I figure it out. Um, uh, let's see what else, what else? I feel like, yeah. I feel like maybe there is some tertiary material about Gamora joining the Ravager or like what she did after Endgame. Yeah. I feel like, I know we say that we didn't miss anything, but it feels like... No, really, I, I, I'm i pretty positive. Like we're caught up in everything. Um, but, but you're right though. Like I... I do enjoy that that is the uh, conclusion for her. Like I, mm-hmm. it, it would have been like too, you know, unbelievable really to mm-hmm. like make her fall back in love with him and to like stick around. I wouldn't have to, liked like, that. To, to explore that. Yeah. Like it's, it makes sense. It makes sense that she is a different person. Like she, her life has been set on a different trajectory from leaving Thanos, like, you know, immediately after Endgame. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, her finding a family with these other people who treat her well, you know, like it's, it's, it's a good ending to her. Yeah, you know, I wish we'd gotten some yeah. more sense of like what what that was for her and like her the fact that her and Gamora are closer now than they ever were. Nebula, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Gamora and Nebula are closer and more alike. Yeah, and like almost like this is the sister that Nebula wanted more so even than the one that she got with Gamora in the regular timeline. This yeah. is the one that she recognizes and respects her in the same way that she wanted to be respected yeah not the soft gamora but like the real gamora and her are like way more similar yeah yeah and it's like yeah it's interesting i think it all tracks like really well like with like what you consider what they've gone through and like where they're at now like being able to live a life kind of like free of thanos Mm -hmm. and like um and that too like you know like again like because i love how much what what they did with nebula in this i do like that they Yes, like really imply like a kinship and like a respect between Nebula and Rocket as like almost like the, the kind of like parent of the group in a way because like they they were the only ones that didn't get snapped you know after Endgame. Oh and my so like, god, that's right! I forgot so like so like they snapped. spent five years together you know working with each other and like it's just like it makes sense that like you know when they say like Rocket's alright she starts to like tear up a little bit and cry. And Gamora did too, even though Gamora never this Gamora never really hung out with Rocket. Yeah. she's I, like I, but she feels very. Yeah, I think I think she just like kind of saw like how important he was to them, and so like she's able to like empathize with like you know the importance there. When she does make a good character turn, and I think this is when she she starts becoming more sympathetic to Quill because we see her like almost take out like a bunch of people in that that other planet. Like she's willing to murder people to get what she wants, like yeah. or at least threaten to murder. And she def- I love how they're like they're like Batman. Suddenly they're like we never kill, but we definitely see them kill a bunch of other people. Oh yeah, they definitely kill a bunch of the high evolutionaries like human guards. You oh, know? absolutely. They, they, watch him drown to death i one guess of them. yeah i guess they don't kill people who are defenseless i guess maybe like, i don't know <laughs> that guy was defenseless when they threw him out of a building and then watched him drown they, they and needed, took he, he was he had a mugguffin in his head they needed to get it out they needed to get out of there <laughs> he's a high evolutionary uh i don't know i just wouldn't have let that guy standing rocket like has the gun on him yeah. and he goes no i'm I, a guardian yeah. what the fuck are you yeah, talking yeah, about you killed a ton well, of people speaking of batman like very it's very much like batman begins where he's like i don't have to kill you I'd also don't have to save you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I'm pretty sure he must have blown up on a ship. He was also stabbed in the stomach by Gamora. Yeah. So. But you know what? Who else was stabbed in the stomach this, this morning or I guess 48 hours ago was like Warlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I believe they were trying to keep the door open for him to return in some form. I can see that. Yeah. Because he's a really good character. This guy, yeah. this actor is so good. Yeah. He's great in Peacemaker, but he was really kind of re- reserved. They had to keep mm-hmm. him like really sort of like tactical head of the unit thing. Yeah. 
this he gotta be a lot more playful and i'm glad they didn't give it to um john carlos Bazito, who's gotten multiple chances to be the vaught you yeah, know, yeah that, that's that, that's the main thing it's like yeah i wouldn't want to typecast him yet again in like another role like that and i don't think this would be typecast i feel like this is a different role like i said i feel like this is much more of a tim curry role it's a lot more flamboyant <laughs> and like a lot more like mad scientist than it is a reserved character like he is never he's never quite calm he's never quite like in control he's always he's either like imperial like imperious and acting like a piece yeah, of shit like yeah. imperious guy who's like so angry he's like grabbing someone's jaw and face yeah or he's, like, he's, he's yeah, yeah he's, he's not he's not devoid of emotions in fact he's no but i'm saying is that, yeah i'm yeah. saying is that he's always so full of rage in every single scene he is yeah. that he's or, shook his... or, or glee or like you know elation yeah, yeah, right, kind of right. excitement like yeah he's very human in that way and yeah. that's why it's like very interesting to hear that he visited earth one time because i'm like are you just are you human yeah you know, he has all this human stuff. He has a human gun. He's got a bunch <laughs> of fucking raccoons. Yeah. Uh, he speaks Latin in that one scene with a rocket. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's listening to opera. Yeah. Which he says is 5,000 years old. And I keep forgetting they're on Earth's timeline, though. Or I mean, like, I, I guess it's kind of like the Star Wars thing. It's like, are they on Earth's timeline? Yeah. They, 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 in, in the Guardian special, when they're talking about Christmas, she's like, according to the multi calendar, like it's Christmas today. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess they are considering like different time like uh like time frames of like sure who's, who's where, where maybe what? the multiverse thing too i don't understand where he got the zoom with 2000 music in it music from the 2000s yeah, yeah. right because uh, he like gives rock the rocket he has a little... well it's the zoom that he got at the end of volume of volume two so like zoom was made you know in the 2010s so like... no 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 zoom, no i thought the idea was they grabbed at the same time they grabbed when did they go back to earth when did when Yandu go, went back uh, to Earth or something? Yeah, all we know is Craglin just says like Yandu like was gonna give this to you. Like it's, 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 it's a Zoom, like it's what they're everyone's listening to on Earth. Like we don't, I don't think we ever got like a specific origin like where it came from. But it has all his favorite songs but, on it, and it, it has everything. But it, and it's new. It's a different one than. Isn't it a different one than he had at the beginning? Because this is like has more music loaded onto it. They don't have music from the like aughts on the Zoom that he gets well, in Guardians it, it, Well, it can have like music from the aughts because like the Zoom came out again. It came out like 2010. Yeah, but it, but I think specifically we hear that it doesn't because like we, I guess it had creep. So you maybe you're right. Yeah. But I guess maybe Peter just doesn't let other people see it. Like he, he's just, oh, he, yeah, he yells at him. He's like, you know, I told you to keep your grubby raccoon hands off my Zoom. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, very brilliant then and again about the sacrificing the the concepts for the character that peter would go back for the zune not because of his mother but because he wanted to give it to rocket yeah because it has music on it yeah. and he loves rocket he needs to leave it to the captain of the team and that what, also really plays well with what we dealt with in guardians 2 which was which one of those two deserved to be captain more yeah and again again like making this rocket story throughout like the f five films uh like it, it it makes sense that he is like the captain-esque type because like he's the one like and that doesn't die during the snap he has to like take up a lot of responsibility whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you think uh the one who doesn't die in the snap gets to be captain oh i guess you no. know that it works for the it works for the fucking dr strange people too yeah you're right <laughs> yeah you, yeah Wong got to be source of supreme because he was just the one around like so yeah but i'm saying like you know rocket got pulls up a lot of responsibility ability uh being yeah. one of the few ones left he's, a, he's an avenger yeah and he becomes an actual avenger whereas i don't think the rest of them are technically avengers because yeah they right. weren't part of it and he gets to rub shoulders with the other team you're right yeah well and he he works with them as a unit whereas the rest of them don't work as a like the rest of the guardians don't really work as a unit as part of the avengers they the, tony stark is at the end of infinity war is like who the fuck are you guys you yeah, know yeah um but yeah the the, the the group you know splitting up the way they do at the end like is really great um 
like, like yeah like uh, just like that final 20 minutes of like them coming together for the the big fight the big cool showdown and then like the hallway fight them uh, coming together as a team to beat the shit out of the high evolutionary and then like them saying goodbye like yeah, it's, it's it really is like a good sort of like a progression of like uh action to like resolution to to an emotional satisfaction um, yeah uh, I agree. I think I think the subversion of the deaths, like the lack of death, the fact that like you really thought this final showdown was going to be Rocket and the High Evolutionary, and they were going to go down together. Like yeah. I really, I don't, I don't really buy the the. It's been Rocket's show the whole time. I just, I feel like he's been sidelined in so many ways in terms of the what we see. I buy that like maybe that's been the heart of the movie, but he's definitely been playing second fiddle, and like his lines and his. Everything's about him is taking us backseat to like the Star Lord story. Like, yeah. but I agree that he makes for a better character than Star Lord, who's always just been this kind of one note. For me, I, I feel like Star Lord's the Star Lord's the least interesting part of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one note because Drax and Mantis mm-hmm. and all of them have like kind of one note that they play very well. Yeah. Um, but Star Lord as like maybe it's just my dis- not disdain for Peter Pop, uh, Chris, what's his name? Chris Pratt. Pratt. It's just sort of like, he just does one thing and it's the Chris Pratt thing. And like this movie actually showed some more range. I thought than he, he he definitely did. Yeah. He definitely has grown as an actor. Yeah. He grew in terms of his performance, but he also like, yeah, more importantly, he grew in a way to learn to tone down the kind of, well, like that a, 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 yeah, abrasiveness, the kind of like goofy aloofness that he has, like you know, with the previous two films. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he shows some like kind of like character growth in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that. I would say he grew at the end of Guardians too, but then they undid it for Infinity War. Yeah. Like that's the problem is that Infinity War showed him to be like a character that like he wasn't and didn't write him very well. And I see like now that's kind of the problem because yeah. Also, so I guess weirdly in the holiday special, he seems to be emotionally stable. Yeah. Like he's in a good place about the Christmas stuff. But yeah, in this movie, it starts off and he's just like a drunken mess. Yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, still upset about Gamora. Right. Um, yeah, I just really, yeah. I like this movie. I love, I thought maybe Cosmo would bite it. The good dog. <laughs> no, not, not the good dog. <laughs> good dog. Good um, dog. Oh my there, God. Yeah, there's one thing that I that I was thinking while we were watching it mm-hmm. that uh, that I saw uh, our good friend William Bibiani write about in Slash Film where uh, that big hallway fight where they're, you know, coming together. It's a one shot take. It's really super cool. Uh, probably one of the, probably the one, one, yeah, probably one of the best uh, one fight, fun fight scenes I've seen in a little while. Um, yeah. The, the, the implication though is a little scary a little horrendous because like we just spent the whole movie learning that rocket is like a subject of like these horrible experiments and like but now they're killing like a bunch of like other creatures who are probably experimented the same way they absolutely are killing creatures that experimented the same way we we know this because mantis is able to get to the place where she goes they eat first of all what does she mean she goes they eat batteries Well, because that's one of the um the things that's that's the thing they fought at the beginning of guardians 2 oh same creature Oh, oh, that's smart. Yeah. Uh, but that one definitely ate people because <laughs> it was in, Jax was inside yeah. of it. Well, Jax jumped into its mouth. Oh, that's, that's, right, that's, that's right. That's the thing. Yeah. Gotcha. But like, yeah. But that, that, those are like, if it made it or not, those are like its own, I think, singular creature entities. But like they're fighting like the hybrid, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the ones that can talk. Hell beasts that they say. Yeah. Like, you know, like the hybrid, like pigs and animals. Let's and all be clear. Stuff. Peter almost dies because they need to save all the raccoons and little animals. Yeah. But then they have no problem. Like, and it, in, in, rocket and won't kill the high priest or high uh evolutionary evolutionary yeah but like they have no problem killing off judy greer yeah like, judy greer and like yeah all the hell beasts and all the humans in that hallway too like yeah know. yeah let's be clear uh oh god it was really good i thought who played his um his second in command uh the high evolutionary 
Oh, the 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 woman. Yeah, I can't. I don't know who who it was. She looked so familiar to me, and uh, I loved that turn. I loved the turn that everyone had with him, and the idea of like, yeah, fuck my maker, like fuck <laughs> the guy who made me. Like I'm I'm more than the sum of like the. the I don't owe anything to the guy who made me. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that is a dad thing. I really I really do think that like Guardians Two was whatever. If if he had any issues with his dad, and again, I don't want to speculate because sometimes these movies are not commentaries on directors' com- like issues with their parents, as we now know from Bo is Afraid. That is not about his relationship to his mother. It's about, yeah. you know, just, a, you know, intergenerational trauma in general. It's kind of his bag, and maybe his family experienced some of that, but it's definitely not, he's made it clear, it's not about his mother. Like, sure. the hereditary wasn't. But was afraid isn't like that is not his relationship with a very loving parent. Yeah. Um, who were like not toxic relationships. He just knows of it or something of it. And I don't know if James Gunn would make a movie that was like explicitly about a drunk. De- like if he was going to do that movie, that it was Guardians 2 about the relationship of Peter Quill and his father, like the explicit relationship. This more felt like, yeah, it was more about like toxic dynamics, I feel like, that you can have in any stage of your life and then owning the responsibility of having to work on yourself. Yeah, 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 so very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, the woman's name is Miriam Shore. Oh my God, yeah. I know that name. Why do I know her? She is in Hed- Hedwig and the Angry... Yeah? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yit- Yitzhak? Yeah, 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 no, she's she's the... The the was the, the guitarist, she, she's playing a transgender character or like a transgender or trans uh she's playing like a a woman who presents as a man yeah whereas hedwig is was born a man and is now uh transitioned into being a a presenting as a woman that character is the opposite but that's so crazy that's mary i'm sure yeah huh she hasn't been in anything else like really has she uh she was in yeah not not a lot lot of tv a lot of tv oh really like younger uh short bus uh um jessica jones who's she in jessica jones Alyssa jones is that her mother yes yeah. i think so yes okay so she was a big part of jessica jones season two was that was that the same actress though i thought they maybe they recast her for the uh the show for, for season the, for two the, for, for season two what did it say that she was the one from season one i had to look it up anyways anyway, yeah. anyway the yeah, point yeah. being that yeah, yeah. uh if, i think it might be the jessica jones one too anyway mary i'm sure Great, great actress. Uh, really glad to see her. She she showed a lot of depth. Also, the other person who was playing the 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 same kind of character with the thing in his head that they just drown oh, uh, in a puddle of water like he's fucking in Nico, glass. Nico Santos. These uh, he was in What's Crazy that? Crazy Rotations. He's on Superstore. Oh my god, the Crazy Rotations guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one who's like the 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 rich gay cousin or like the gay, not the gay cousin. Uh, yeah. Friend, yeah, I forgot if he's related. Yeah, he's related because yeah. that's who the oh, yeah, yeah. Michelle Yeoh goes over to like have him deal yeah, with the, he's one of the family. You're right, right. Uh, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, he's really great. Um, but yeah, yeah, like the wrapping up the conclusion. Yeah. Everyone like decided to go their separate ways. Um, Peter's uh choice to leave to go to or to find his father like makes sense. I don't feel feel like it was like the most like perfectly landed like choice. Oh, of like. Of like, because uh, it came, it, it, it came makes again, 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 it came from Mantis. It makes sense. It just kind of felt like really sort of abrupt in terms of like 
what they want to do with him uh, for like, you know, to send him off somewhere. Really? Because uh, I really felt like Mantis has been threading this needle for a while now where she's like, she made Drax say it. She was like, maybe you should stop hopping from lily pad to yeah. lily pad. And that's a continuation yeah. of what the conversation he didn't want to yeah. have with her at yeah. the beginning. I just meant in this movie, like in this movie compared to like the rest of the franchise, it felt like a little abrupt. But like in the movie itself, they, they do their legwork to make it make sense. Well, yes. also the idea that you would have had to see the holiday special to know that that was his sister because they just bring it yeah. up. They're it's like, a, it's you, know, a, you know, it's yeah. your sister. That's essential viewing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they were just like, you know, how he's your brother. And yeah. she's like, yeah, it's my brother. Yeah. But like, if you did not see that holiday special that was just released on Disney Plus, you'd be like, what the fuck? They're related. Yeah. And also they own Nowhere now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That they own Nowhere and yeah. Nowhere shaped like a skull. Yeah. Well, that's always a thing. For the I didn't film. know that. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the head of a celestial. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Where, we know that we've said that Benicio is still alive. Where is he? I don't know. We haven't seen him. But he's still alive. He's we still confirmed alive. it? Yeah, well, yeah. They said they bought it from him. Okay, thank God. In, in the holiday special. Because yeah. the, the saddest thing for me in Infinity War, like really having no context, the first time I saw Infinity War, what was going on, yeah. I knew that Benicio de Toro was the collector because I think I'd seen a scene from, maybe I'd seen the first Ga- Guardians or something. Thor. I'd seen, oh, Thor. Yeah. I definitely hadn't seen Thor. Or he's in Guardians too, but yeah, he's also in Thor, uh, Thor Dark World. That was not where I knew him from. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. think I saw him in like a scene from Guardians 2. Yeah. Or I'd seen the clip of it. But the scene where he's like waving bye-bye. Because oh, yeah. it's like not really him. It's like the fake version of uh, Nowhere. Or, and I also didn't know it was spelled like that. That's yeah. a very cute way to spell Nowhere. Nowhere. Um, I, I don't know. I got so sad. I was like, oh no, he's waving bye-bye because he's really dead. And that's just like a projection. I don't know. No. Yeah. He's alive. He's fine. Maybe. Oh um, God. But uh, but also, but yeah, Mantis is the one that felt like I think the most kind of out of left field. Like really, because she's been beaten up this whole movie again. Like this, this was earned in a way. I, that again, was like understood. it doesn't it doesn't feel like it doesn't make sense. Just like it felt like to having her leave. Like it, those felt like, like the most like when you write out characters out of like a TV series because like it's time for that. There's contracts up where like they're gonna go off to their own spinoff. Like that felt like the most like sort of like a parent writing things to like that they felt to get them out of the picture well those were the only two that get written off out of the picture well and off the team is what i mean yeah, like they, the, well, those are the only two no, that... it's, no, it's she's leaving peter's leaving uh drax and nebula are leaving to stay on nowhere to raise the kids and like start that city oh i see you mean leaving uh, the guardians yeah the concept of the guardians yeah so it's it's only, so, so, so the, only, the only Groon rocket remain in like the team from that team to the new one who we see in the end credits it's him it's him it's uh oh, Wolf, Con- it's Cosmo. Wolf Holter, it's Cosmo. Craiglin, oh. Phyla, and uh, Groot and Groot, Big Groot. I love that it. it's. I want to see that movie. I would watch a whole movie with Will Poulter as a <laughs> warlock, just like more scenes of him like trying to figure out his little animal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's his pet. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I don't think they ever gave it a name. <laughs> yeah. It's like a pet of a ravager. Oh, God, yeah. it was the funniest scene. I knew that was going to happen to you. She's like, Show me mean business. Show me mean business. He just liquidates the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, what we shown him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really truly thought he was a great character also because that's kind of shown it's kind of hinted at the beginning i don't think he's supposed to sh- oh sorry yeah. uh, i don't think he's supposed to shoot rocket and almost kill him yeah yeah if the he, goal he, was to get yeah, rocket he's there like blast rocket and breaks mantis's arm yeah he no but i mean like if the goal was to get rocket's brain he should not have almost killed him like yeah. given a kill shot yeah um i love that nebula all of a sudden has this weird healing power we've seen her heal before like where we put back together we've never seen her do that thing where her neck can like snap yeah well we've seen her we've seen her yes like we've seen her snap limbs and stuff back into place and her jaw she got um, like a flying suit in this one too yeah, really yeah she has some wings for a little bit yeah um, but yeah but yeah 
Man, that's how I feel about Mantis and yeah. Peter. And then, like, uh, I, I really do love Nebula and Drax's conclusions. Like, I do love that Nebula wants to stay and, like, lead the city. And, like, she said, give them a home that I never had. And, and, yeah. and Drax, like, Drax, I think that's my favorite one. Just her telling that Drax is <laughs> not meant to be a destroyer. He's meant to be a dad. Like, that's, like, that is, like, I think my favorite, like, button mm-hmm. on any of them. Like, to, mm-hmm. to send them off into, like, the, to their own, like, uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole movie, like he's been motivated by like the death of his daughter. Yeah. And like and also the fact that we've we've hinted that the fact that he doesn't dance. That's why he loved his wife was yeah. he didn't that right. she didn't dance. Yeah. And that he doesn't like and he's like they're dancers, Peter in life, and there are people who dance and people who don't. And yeah. like you dance and, and, and Gamora doesn't. And the end of this movie he dances. Yeah, he dances with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like it's like a fun thing. And I saw Karen, Yeah, I saw Karen Gillan doing an interview um just, just before we started this, her saying, like, yeah, like when they, they shot that scene, like to her, like she really loved it. That's her favorite that was her one of the favorite things to shoot because like she just, you know, went through this whole emotional journey with this character over the last, you know, ten almost ten years. Mm-hmm. And like but she's always had to play it really reserved or angry or like kind of like, you know, like not joyous or like Mm-hmm. Ju- uh, jubilous in a way mm-hmm. and she said this is like her one chance you got to like really let loose and dance and like just like celebrate and so she said it was like a really her favorite moment for like just getting to do that within character yeah as, I mean again like she does have some great character development that like some of which happened off screen the idea that she is in contact with Gamora yeah. again we don't know how Gamora like left them we just like hear about in Th- uh, Love and Thunder and we well at hear- the end of Endgame she says like Endgame. they just don't, know where, just don't know where she went you but know? like Apparently they do. Like, uh, I don't <laughs> know what kind did, of comms yeah. system they have, but yeah. like sister comms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, like, and, and like you said, you know, I, I do like the sister dynamic. I like that they feel more like recognize sister. themselves as sisters because like that's Gamora's motivation for going with them uh, to, to the ship at the oh, end. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to leave my sister with that maniac. Yeah. So this Gamora is like, that's what I'm saying. Like this Gamora and her feel way more like their dynamic is way more. They are actually sisters. Yeah. Like they grew up together and they respect each other's sisters and like their reconciliation in as fact, in as far as there was one in, um, uh, end game mm-hmm. felt like way more like, Oh, this is the Gamora that Nebula knew. Like yeah. the Gamora that like Nebula is fighting in, like uh, Guardians One doesn't make that much sense to me because they're technically working towards the same goal. Yeah. Um, and they're and they're fighting Guardians Two. I like a lot, which but we don't know that Gamora, the one that like was always trying to fight to like win. Yeah. Like that doesn't it, seem like yeah, Gamora. That's like delivered a lot through her her exposition of like her what she saw. Like you know, it was a lot of like tell not show. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. like the by the time we meet Gamora, she's like a little bit tough on the outside, but we never see her being the kind of person that would hold on it like a woman hostage yeah. and shoot people in the leg. Yeah. That's uh, not the Gamora we've ever seen. Yeah. And it, and it still works with like uh, what we saw in Endgame because like, like the Gamora in this one is the one that asks her in Endgame. She's like, what, ha- what, like what happens to us like yeah. in, in the future? And Nebula says like, I try to kill you a few times, but eventually we become friends. We become sisters. Oh, I like, love it. So like, yeah, like I do, I, I did think they really did do a good job like showcasing that between them and this one. Yeah. I also felt like Zoe Saldana finally had some range and some comedic beats. She's always just been a love interest, but this thing about her being like yeah. so cocky about like, you know, like, oh, I'm the queen of the Ravagers and then immediately yeah. calling up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, yeah, like putting her almost on the same level uh, with Nebula? Peter and uh, Nebula and everyone, just like with her being surly, but also like taking like, you know, uh, being the kind of one that they have to like 
check and keep in place from like killing people and stuff like that because yeah, like because yeah, right. the first oh. two films like I, re- I do like her i love Zoe Saldana, but like she is kind of fitting that like trope of like the mom of the, the group yeah the love interest yeah, like yeah. she's like she's like the mom she's like the one that, like like they, Peter, they, they, they they're goofy them. she yeah. like rolls her eyes at them like that whole thing you're right yeah but in this one she, they're like they're like you, you watch peter during that sequence uh and the bio whatever the yeah. bio corp, corporate also kind of like how uh andor did this where i was like there's corporations yeah, yeah. like i'm like there's there's like sure sorry, of course yeah yeah but they're like corporate entities like is it like a the kind of thing where it's like on earth where they recognize as human beings or like yeah. living at sentient beings because their planet certainly is yeah um i really liked i want to learn everything about that company and the way they operate because yeah. like it's very funny that they have these people working on like like comms desks and yeah. they like <laughs> i love how peter like tricks her like oh, yeah, yeah. That woman. he's like if i could just get through to them and then he's like no, speaks that's... my heart yeah. yeah he's like i'm not that fucking stupid i yeah. just need to disable their things yeah that was great yeah but you're saying like yeah gamora in that scene is like really great too like just the way that they had to kind of rein her in from yeah. like just like killing everyone but you shooting her way out you also realize that's where peter realizes that is not his gamora yeah like because he's just like what she came, she came back a dick is what he says yeah but i think that's also the moment where he's just like that's not that's not the woman I knew. And like he finally gets it in his head there because like she almost like kills but she just tried to kill a bunch of people and she shoots that woman in the leg. Yeah. And he's like, the Gamora I knew never would have done that. Yeah. Um, and I really did like that because I, I do feel like it's a separate thing where she she might have been planning to go against Thanos one day, but she definitely wasn't at that stage of her evolution yet when they took her out of Endgame, mm-hmm. where she was actively like even acknowledging that she hated Thanos, like in her in her own mind. Yeah, like, yeah, she was still, like, you know, programmed, like, conditioned by him. Like, yeah. Like, it's, and that's what Nebula says. Like, she was always the one most like dad, but I was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personality-wise. And, yeah. like, yeah. They're, take no prisoners. This woman's about to kill somebody. Yeah. Um, um, But she's also the one who throws... No, no, Mantis is the one who throws, the, like, outfits out of the security lock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, again, very funny Among Us reference about yeah. being thrown out of the airlock. Uh, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets thrown out of the airlock. Actually, wait, are the whole systems about what they're doing in that scene, are they all Among Us references about, like, the video cams, like, what they're, the different... Kind of, like, I guess. There's no imposter element, like, no one's... They're the pre- imposters. Uh, I'm sure, but, like, yeah, like, there's... And they're, like, it's we like a mystery to us, you know, like, yeah. It's I mean... A, it's a fun Among Us thing. I think James Gunn said, like, it's not supposed to be an Among Us reference, like, when people oh, saw it in the trailer. Good. I thought it was Power Rangers, so you're telling me it's not Among Us. It's okay, not among, no, okay, no, 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 yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when, like, yeah, when people saw those the costumes in the trailer, everyone was like, "Oh, like this is Among Us reference." He's like, "No, it's not." Like, I thought it was a Power Rangers <laughs> reference, but maybe I also watching it. I was like, "Is this a reference to the to the Boba Fett show?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because I was like, if we if we're not accepting in Boba Fett. I don't know when we accept it in this movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, like yeah, it's, it's again, like I I really loved it. Like not everything clicked. It's not like a. Uh, it's still, I still like, I think in general sense, I still would say it knocked it out of the park because it was like such a. It's satis- the best one of the new, new, new Marvels. Uh, post Endgame. Post Endgame, it's the best new Marvel. Yeah, I, I say I like it. Bar, but, yeah. I, I like it on par with like No Way Home, but for different, but for very oh, different reasons. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, No Way right, Home right. like checked a lot of boxes for me, but like for again for very, very different reasons though. Very different reasons. This did kind of like I like the fact that no one died, but it does do a cheap thing, and like the animals are a cheap thing, like using animals to like get. Like to to cheat an emotional reaction of people and start like it's not cheating. It, it's just sort of like you know what that's gonna do. Like yeah. no one no one's on the side of pro animal abuse and like just making them these like it's like like rats of Nim or like you know yeah, kind yeah. of like secret. Sorry, this is secret of Nim. Rats of Nim or yeah. Watership Down. Like these are animals. They are very animalist. You know, and they, yeah. they show them and they've done torturous things to them and they yeah, have wheels I, and they like they're, the, they're they're well. Let me just say this: <laughs> the, the characters are 
to the point where I thought like it was going to be revealed that they had been piping and laughing gas because these animals are so quickly friends after this horrible torture and that all they do is giggle. Yeah. They just run around and like they're just like hee and they yeah. just giggle on the ground and like I love they all look like things that Sid would have created out of Toy Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like how did you think a wheel on a walrus was going to solve a perfect society issue? <laughs> you took yeah. a rabbit and you gave it spider legs. What was that about? Yeah, like, like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, like at least rocket's just rocket. You just really just they gave have, human hands. Have all his limbs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you made it smart, but some some of them seem dumber. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I was just gonna say, like, I I saw this my second screening. I saw this. Um, there was a little girl, uh, little girl. I say like she's probably like 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 twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, about ten seats uh, down from me on my right. Um, and the scene where all the animals die, like <laughs> I looked over at her face. Her face it was just like a mouth was just like a gape, just like yeah, is that for just kids? Like, yeah, it? just like her mouth was like down, like the kind of like frowny, sad face. Like she was like just in complete shock. I was like, yeah, this is like a this is rough. <laughs> this yeah. is rough for kids. Also, like uh, I'm so sorry. Is that the same child who in the beginning of the thing when Nicole Kidman was? Yeah, uh, it was. It was <laughs> same same girl. Thinking. She's like yeah, it's like she's like because here we are. She's like we are. Yeah, yeah. She yelled at the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Today was the first time I, and, and I think we're kind of winding down, but today was the first time I've ever heard someone have a backlash against the Nicole Kidman thing. Yeah, like the Nicole Kidman thing popped up and there just one guy in the audience was like, ugh. He was like, <laughs> boo, and then he was like, get a new act. Yeah, he's like, we well, got it, Nicole, but then like it ended and everyone clapped anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was a lone person in the uh, dissenting voices. They do need to update that trailer. Yeah, <laughs> at least put some new movies on the screen that that's what i'm watching. saying yeah. like it's it's gotta be new movies at this point we've got some more things besides the first wonder woman um anything else that you want to say about guardians no uh, i think that's it i think that's about it again like yeah really enjoyed it um star lord will return yeah star lord star lord will return uh with uh on earth i i think what they're doing is with that is i think they're just positioning him like they might if, if the case they want to use him in a tv show or like maybe in another movie is it gonna be saving star lord could it be a different star lord no, I think I well, maybe they call him the legendary Star Lord. Like you know, okay. like he, he could come back as himself. Like I, I, I do think they're just like save him on Earth because I think they might want to use him for like a project down the line where like he joins like another oh, yeah. team or like just like kind of like a like a special thing. He gets appearance type of stuff. But like, I think more importantly, this is the end of the Guardians. James Gunn. This is the end of James Gunn working with Marvel, right? Because now he's running DC. Yeah, yeah. He's going off and like this is the end of his run. His like his so, iteration of these characters. Like maybe we'll see like the the new team. There's I like mean, eight different new teams that we have to get together. Yeah, on. Like yeah. who the Avengers are even. Yeah. But I I think more importantly, it's him saying whatever happens next with these guys, I wash my hands of it. But yeah. Like he's not going to allow like the Peter Quill from. Uh, Infinity War scenario again where he's just like what the fuck that's not what my like my Peter Quill would have done yeah you know like my Gamora like that's not like you know that moment where he just ruins it for everyone yeah Uh, that's not going to be his yeah. he's washing his hands of that that ability for them to take the character out yeah you know what's funny too like I know like the internet has like really turned on Chris Pratt over the last like several years I really do think a lot of that is stemmed from how people feel about him in, in Infinity War <laughs> from him doing that because uh, I remember like he, he's, he's done other stuff like shady stuff too like yeah but like by saying like a lot of people turn on him like in like a really funny fan way when like he does they messed up their plan in infinity war everyone was like flaming him in online like literally commenting on his post on instagram saying like how could you do that to thanos like you ruined everything like yeah i mean look 
It was uh, my mind. It's Nebula. It's Nebula's fault. She's the one who like puts it together for him. She's like, it means Gamora's dead. Like yeah. she could have just kept her mouth fucking shut. Yes, I, I mean she's just trying to speak the truth, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> sort of. Except like she knows what that's gonna do to him. Like maybe not. Like no one I think anyone would have anticipated that he was gonna start punching him in the face <laughs> while they're trying to <laughs> subdue him. <laughs> I know it's really funny. He's like my Gamora, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah. He's. I mean, look, man. He does a lot of weird. Also, that wasn't the only weird thing he did in Infinity War. The killing, the, the being willing to kill Gamora. Yeah, like that whole that whole sequence where he's like, "Okay, I guess I will just shoot you." I mean, yeah. the, and, he seemed like resistant it, to it. I guess he was resistant to it, but like, I guess it's just none. None of that feels like a Peter Quill story. Like none of that feels like. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's 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 difficult to like that kind of in love. Now it's yeah. a different kind of love. That was that was. I think that's the major thing. Is like that. Uh, people asked like well i did like to james gunn like what happened like because they weren't together at the end of volume two like they were kind of into each other but like they yeah. weren't like you know together and kissing and stuff like that and he's like oh like they they write what they got right for the movie like, okay you know? so that was another part was that like he was so like he was infatuated with her but they, they, we hadn't developed the idea that they were like in love that was something the russo brothers wrote in yeah like they like they just wrote in that they were officially like a couple like by the time the, in, the movie started a yeah. couple that would like make a death pledge to each other yeah. and like be like you will carry out my death pledge right yeah. like i don't know but the point being uh this i thought this was a really nice ending it yeah. was a really nice ending also like it's a nice ending for gun to mcu thing and i think it's walking on a really strong note i know it's this box office returns on this are showing up as good as ant-man quantumania which is like whatever we all thought quantumania was gonna be good so of course like people showed up for it yeah. like this new phase of marvel has been really kind of ups and downs and more downs and ups yeah um, but when you compare this to quantumania and, and as being the third movie in like the, a singular trilogy of a uh, character right because quantumania is after ant-man one and yeah, two and yeah. this is the third standalone ant-man yeah this is the so we we had iron man three uh the trilogy we had a thor trilogy cap trilogy ant-man trilogy so i think this is like yeah the fifth trilogy of, of for a single character ip yeah yeah sure yeah. Uh, I forgot. I forgot that Thor's because to me Thor trilogy starts with with uh Ragnarok. no Thor is four right because he four has, now yeah 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 he had like Ragnarok and then he had to me like Ragnarok is the only one that counts um maybe <laughs> the first movie I think he's pretty good but like the second one Dark World or oh, wait was I the one who liked Dark World more than no, I no you, you like like the first one I don't think you we, we never rewatched and revisited Dark World <laughs> yeah we did we I mean it was my first time watching it yeah but we did see it together. Like we watched Dark World. I don't think we did. We absolutely did because I've never seen it before. With the, with the dark elves. And yeah, yeah. With her needing the the thing on, like her needing to go to the planet, and she's sick. Okay. And she, maybe I just forgot about watching that again. <laughs> remember watching like the, the, the what's her name's throwing stuff into the? She's got. Oh, that. it's like the Matrix. Yeah, it's like the Matrix uh, short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched Matrix. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I remember that part. And Loki and the mom, and he feels guilty, and they. Yeah, I just but again, I just blocked that out of my mind of rewatching that movie. <laughs> you know what? I think that's what it is. I think I like that second Thor movie more than I like the first, and like you got really angry at me. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. I also, I mean, I don't love Dark World either, but I also don't really love that the first Thor movie. So. There's more movies in group. Kenneth Arnold did which one? The 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 first one. Oh, okay. So whoever directed the second one, I thought he had a good grasp on it. Yeah, he was he was the Game of Thrones director. Like oh, one that of the makes... one of the TV directors. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good luck to like everybody doing a Marvel show right now, or was in the middle of one before the WGA strike. I yeah. hope Loki. I think Loki was all finished, right? We're all good with Loki. That's they were already happened. filming, if not wrapped. They were definitely wrapped. I don't know if they were wrapped, but like, I, but but I think they're they're far enough in. Where like, I don't think they they would have any problems finishing if they're not wrapped already. I think they wrapped because they were in London shooting 
in February of last year. Cause remember I interviewed the, them and they were already shooting in London and the stills were coming out and they're definitely home now. The show, the showrunners, they're definitely like home back in, yeah. in, in California. So I think it's definitely wrapped. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out pretty soon, isn't it? In like a month. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're in post for that. So I think yeah. we're safe. Okay. For, for the show running uh, and then stuff. the yeah. next movie is the the Marvels in no- is that, November. I mean, that shot? It's the TV shows I have to worry more about with the <laughs> with the WGA strike about, yeah. right? Because like the, the so, movie's yeah. already out. If they have enough for the trailer, then the movie's kind of like done, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Reshoots aren't usually rewrites, or I mean, maybe they are. I don't know that much about the industry, <laughs> yeah. but um, like pick up stuff. I'm not sure if those are things you need to have a writer on set for but it's the shows i worry about yeah what was the show what did the show after loki like uh, the agatha show worried yeah I, the, the agatha coven show I, I might be dead in the water for a while you know mm-hmm. um but at least we still have yellow jackets yeah <laughs> which we're gonna go watch right now oh yeah yeah new, new we are tonight. uh thanks guys for listening uh to our review of guardians galaxy volume 3 it was yeah. a lot of fun uh it's fun talking about it where can we find you you can find me at nerdchronic across social media facebook instagram twitter all that good stuff uh also working for uh the new website not a new website new to me uh passion fruit yeah. passion f-r-u dot i-t yeah sure spelled that way uh that's with the website i think it's just passion i say spelled differently across all platforms yeah uh uh Offshoot of the Daily Dot. We cover content creators. A lot of stuff coming up on the horizon with mm-hmm. that. Uh, very excited. Yeah, it's a, a it's about covering the creator labor uh, market and the the issues that are important to um, you know making sustainable living as a creator on the internet. Uh, it's an issue that's been very important to me. It's very important to Eric, and we were lucky enough to be brought on to yeah create the sister site or to help develop uh, the sister site of the Daily Dot. Um, and I'm yeah, we're just really excited about it. We just yeah and i'm really f- i'm really really excited so check out passion fruit guys it's uh if you sign up for the newsletter let's say i'll give you a good linkedin review we'll do that thing again where if you <laughs> you rate the show or you sign up for our newsletter and you can ask me to verify you on linkedin for whatever skill set you want and i'll do it yeah <laughs> um, um yeah you can check out uh i believe drew's uh, review of bo's afraid with adam collins oh that you just did last week. Content uh, candy should be on our on this network. Content candy. We like content like the thing that you consume with your eyes, and candy like the thing you consume with your mouth. Yeah. Content I, candy. It's num num for your ears. Yeah. I'm not sure what the next big movie is. We're doing Bo is Afraid. Of, we're doing Bo is Afraid Part Two on the part podcast. two. Okay, so that'll be the one uh, coming out soon. Though I don't know what's next on the horizon. Oh, for, we have for to movies. review Yellow Jackets. Oh, oh yeah, sure. When that when that's done, the the series, yeah, and then. Uh, there's so many stuff we can go back maybe barbie barbie when we'll barbie when that comes out sure but there's so many stuff we, we didn't we've not been keeping up with stuff yeah we yeah we, we, we've been watching everything we just haven't uh we've been reviewing them have we done an andor yet like uh, man i could go back and do an andor we did not do andor we did not do uh the mandalorian season three i don't want to do that one <laughs> we could just i guess we could do a summary of the star wars things in general yeah uh we should watch star wars visions Yes, that's we out now, watch and then then do a yeah, just do a Star Wars summary of all three. I would like to do our. We talked about doing that one at some point, but also I would like to do Newsies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My stage newsies. and movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, uh, check me out. I'm Video Drew across all social media. If you want to check out Passion Fruit on, I think Twitter, it's P A S S N F R T. 
which some people believe is, is pass and fart. fart. <laughs> that's really, it's a good one. Uh, it's like really funny. We're trying to get the passion fruit handle back. Yeah. Um, we're going to be starting up a YouTube channel soon. Uh, Eric's going to be working on an original series for us. Um, that's really cool. We're just, we've got a lot of cool stuff in the horizon. So please, please visit passion fruit. Uh, again, the spelling of the website is passion fru.it. Um, and it's a really cool site. Please uh, don't mind the dust as we're kind of like revamping the website a little bit. But um, that's how I found out that passion fruits do not grow on trees. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, we also found out that pog uh-huh. is the name of a type of juice that comes from passion fruit. Is it juice or is it like a... Yeah, you're right. It's a juice. There's yeah. a juice from passion fruit called a pog. And that's where pogs come from. Yeah, the term pog. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, the International Slammer <laughs> Society. We looked at pogs today, guys. Yeah. Alf, he's back in pog Alf. form. That's <laughs> yeah. started it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Catch you on the flippity flop.